New York City. WVFP. <laughs> Energy and charisma. Why is that funny? It's definitely awkward. <laughs> Look at me, I'm different. Get to the point. This podcast, like the Red Room from... The opinions expressed by the guests, hosts, and callers of this show do not reflect the views of WVFP or our sponsors. WVFP. I was on the jailhouse floor when Jesus came. You can go ahead and open it up for me. Everybody in the other room have a party? I don't even give a shit. <laughs> Let me know. Set back the question, though. Like, why do you want to pick it up? Like, yeah, why do I? Because people come in and they grab it. Yeah, why? Maybe we, think we should do an episode about this. Because, you know, dude, there's so many weird things about podcasting <laughs> that I think you probably know that I'm just right. discovering as a, as a new right. guy. I, I think some of it's really interesting, just a little minutia of yeah. what's happening and the yeah. way people respond. But you know what? I also believe that nobody can set the microphone for you better than yourself. Really? At I've been doing some street stuff, so I've been getting a little uh, experience on uh, XLRs on the street. And stuff. Oh, nice. I got myself like one of those Weather Channel omnidirectional recorders. Oh, nice. That's what's it, up. It's dope. That's what's up. It was expensive. Was it? How much was it? <laughs> not telling. Okay. I'd be embarrassed as fuck. <laughs> it was less than this hat. For but real? it was more than the boots. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a that's a range. That's a range. Yeah, that's a range. Damn. Yes. Yeah, bro. Okay. You yeah. want to open this goddamn thing up for me? You open. You sound good. Have we been recording this? Yes. Good. Yep. You might, dude. Just make it to the podcast. Just made my audition to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Members of the jury, everybody else who's listening, I don't know why you would. Welcome again to WVFP. It's a presentation of World vs. Frog. Usually when we have a co-host in here, then it becomes the co-host versus the frog. It's not the world versus the frog. Maybe it's Heather versus the frog. It's Julie versus the frog. It's, you know. But today we have no co-host. That's why the comedy is going to lack. Because usually when there's no co-host, I go full curmudgeoned. And you cannot stop me, and I cannot stop myself. And thank God today, we have somebody in the studio, two people, who are bringing positive vibes. It's been very nice talking to them on the goddamn internet. And even though scheduling this thing is a nightmare, thank God these people are nice about the whole thing. Because that's really what I needed today. I got some, uh, got some complaints about the world I'd like to dump straight on everybody, including academia trying to shut this show down before it even comes out let's let's talk let's talk about all my problems first of all i got an academic up in, a, in an ivory tower trying to pull down a simple show about playwrights and artists and stuff let me tell you something that doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good all the time when smart people are uh, demanding uh, special treatment in front of a microphone on a little tiny stoop show this is like the stoop show who remembers that free goddamn show on pix 11 or whatever it came on as a commercial or something, and there'd be like a local guy, and he'd be like, uh, let me tell you my story on the stoop about my pizzeria, and then would do a short interview with the dude. I like those things, okay? And it's similar to what we're doing here. We're getting to know New York City personalities, maybe in a humorous area. I don't know, but I hope that you could enjoy it. My name's mainly Manhattan. That's Nathan Jean, fancy man. It could be frog machine sometimes, when I say fancy man. Out there to the old BB heads, chapter 25, get in the boat.
I'm hoping to have a little bit of serious discussion today, but I don't know if I feel like it. I have a lot of personal trauma going on. I have a lot of people who believe um, comedy is a cancer. And they believe that every time I tell a joke on this show, an angel somewhere dies. And that maybe comedy is not right for this world anymore. I also need to do my goddamn legal disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast that no one will help me with. And now I'm going to do it in my own voice and change it like a robot or something so nobody knows who I am. Make it all robot sounding. These are my many problems, but today I have with me, as I've already said, some, some people who are bringing some positive vibes into the world. They're going to try to save this broadcast from me. Okay. I have here today Anna from Neoliberal Hell and Matt Donovan from the Future Left and also uh, Neoliberal Hell. Thanks a lot for coming, guys. <laughs> Thank you for having us. You can make me clap by myself. That's fine. It's not really good. They, uh, the, everyone can hear it when I'm clapping by I'm myself. I'm distracted. Like I have a front row seat at looking really at myself on the monitor, and it's. Do you believe that you might be on television right now? <laughs> I look good in this lighting, so yeah, I, I be mad. I had them shut off the overhead photography lights, these big ones, because they're hot, Very. and also I look better in dim light. I don't know. You know, you guys don't need any help. But <laughs> I need all the trickery I can get on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> I listen, I listen to some of Neoliberal Hell. I like it. I think it's a podcast from the future. It's like many podcasts from the future where we're talking like real people on the radio. Uh, me and the gentleman in the other room before you came in were talking about how podcasts and the internet in general are still, are still that place where you go for stuff that's not allowed on television. Stuff that would get cut out of television. Like people talking normally. Okay. Um, is, it, is this guy? Is this guy okay? He He's good. being super high maintenance. I apologize. He can do I, I, I just, Here's what's happened. I I've just taken, asked for headphones. I've taken headphones. all his table space, and he was wondering why he shouldn't have some table space. <laughs> what I have here in front of you guys is some wine, some bottles of water. You're welcome to. Amazing. Um, the whiskey's mine. Um, you're not allowed to have any, but there's the wine. We're not big whiskey. There's people. the there's a in this black box. There are gluten-free, milk-free treats. That's amazing. And when I purchased these treats downstairs, listen to this. They made these specialty. I thought I was going to buy the two treats. Boom, I'm on the road. But uh, these two treats took about 10 minutes to make. They melted the marshmallow with the uh, blowtorch. It looked very... I'm not going to eat it. It's for you. So <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, and there's a couple croissants there in the bag in case you get drunk and you're thinking... Don't want to get on the subway without a little bread or something. <laughs> okay, I have that there for you. So thanks for having us today, Nathan. Uh, we were very happy. We've been podcasting now for, you know, I think it's been about four months, maybe. maybe You're veterans, months. in my opinion. Yeah. There's a lot out Honestly. there now. In four months, how many, how many have you cranked out? I think we're on like, we're around like 15 or something, right? I think we're higher now. I think it's, we've done like one a week, just about. One a week? Yeah, at least 19. So we're around 28. One a week is like where I would like to end up. I've been doing a lot right now. I kind of thought about all of this as a single project. And originally right. I told people, I'm maybe pick 20 people and that 20 sessions, that's it. We'll publish it. It'll be yeah. this weird thing I did. I'm kind of getting into the groove now. I'm wondering if this is my job now. I like that's how you keep it, it secret. It's yeah. cool that you're keeping it secret. Well, I wanted to just have the experience of meeting people I liked from New York City, live on the podcast. Cool. So I didn't want everybody to be talking too much about it, which, by the way, it's on the downtown discords. It's not a secret anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Somebody I love very much leaked it. <laughs> and very just cool. Kidding. I don't know who it is. It's fine. It's about to come out, so we're okay. 
But um, it is on the downtown discords. It has gotten around a little bit. So it's not a total secret anymore. Whoever did that, I'm going to find you. <laughs> um, so you've been doing it for about four months. Yeah. Like give me the, um, the heaven and hell of what podcasting is like, because I'm just getting started here. Yeah. I mean, so when we first started, um, I guess like a lot of it just starts like as us as like friends. And I think that basically like every good podcast, every good podcast just has like a friend, like two friends that have some kind of like running joke. And um, our running joke is basically that Anna always likes to date gay dudes. <laughs> and I think uh, a lot we, of when people see this hat in New York, they're not sure if maybe I'm on the way to the uh, bar on Christopher or not. Yeah, you you it's might a popular thing. I would guess you're maybe a bear, you know. Hey, I you know I could be probably. Yeah, I would make one if I wanted. To. Cowboys yeah. are so gay coded too. So. Oh yeah. Yes. In so. the best way. Did anybody? It's do the horseshoe. It's though? the horseshoe. It's Is that the, one of those things where like. <clears throat> the academic leftists were all sitting around and be like, let's let's find a way to skewer the old conservatives out there in Texas. I know, no. pink cowboy hats. Yeah, take a good gander at they've, that. They've been gay since the start, but yeah. Brokeback Mountain, really. Well, geez, the been. 70s. What about the 70s? No, there's a lot of pink <laughs> cowboy hats there, I think. I, I don't know. I think there's just like, you know, there's like the political horseshoe and then there's like the gay horseshoe. Like, the more, right. <laughs> the more gay you get, like... Or the more straight you try to be, the more gay you get eventually, <laughs> you know? And it's, like, like currently, like, on the left, we have, like, the dudes who are, like, the hyper-masculine guys that are, like, lifting weights and, like, taking testosterone, We right? talk about this more than anything else. Are the, um, but the weightlifters are a popular uh, foil right now in the subject, right? The weightlifter yeah. guys on the, in the yeah. subject. Well, yeah. you know, like, metrosexuals are... I remember that. Yeah. I remember being um, attacked psychically with this messaging. <laughs> And um, now we have spornosexuals, yeah. which are right. That's what I was just talking about in porn. Sporn. Oh, okay. That's the origin of the um, word. That's yeah. the origin of this. The also word. seems like a '70s thing to me. I see mustaches in there somehow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean the term is new. It comes from Mark Simpson, who came up with the term okay. metrosexual. Oh, okay. But uh, back with a new hit. But basically, he was saying that like the you know the the newest versions of metrosexuals are these spornosexuals, which okay. Anna was just describing. Yeah. And how would you describe them, Anna? Um, straight men who care a lot about how their bodies uh, look, and so they you know do a lot of exercise and are buff and obsessed with their bodies. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's on the left side of the of the gay horseshoe. Right. So on the right side are these really hyper masculine cowboys, <laughs> who we want to assume are the real some straight. Sometimes you know, and well, we want to assume they're just having sex with men, <laughs> but. <laughs> Sometimes you're out on the range, you don't have a lot of options, and I'll just say that. It's, it's true. <laughs> there are urges, and there is a life to be lived. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no judgment on our podcast. We, we're speaking you know, to liberate a lot of different people and animals, basically. I feel like I'm on your podcast. <laughs> I'm on your podcast right now. This is like some weird mutiny. We're like, listen, let's go in there. It's our podcast. <laughs> this guy doesn't know what he's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I um, think that's just what happens when Anna and I are together. We just we're just the team, you know. So you have the running jokes, the friend jokes. We have friend jokes, yeah. The other friend joke, yeah. I are, mean, you're, are you hit? Are, but are, you're hitting the current events, right? You're yeah, the, topic? the cultural events, kind the of topic. the queen dying. Kind of, right. yeah. we've covered that. Yeah, we we do that a little bit, but we we do a lot of like we're trying to 
we're trying to like really talk about like what we think are cultural currents that are underneath all of these things. So we talk right. about these things kind of topically, yeah. but really we're bringing in these like these like more long term things that aren't being discussed, like transraciality. We talked about that, okay. um, and um, we talked about Lorena Bobbitt. You know, okay. of course, like we're one- bringing Lorena Bobbitt back into the discussion. I don't know what the I obviously I know why she's famous. But I don't know what the offending circumstance was. Was Lorena Bobbitt right? You know, can you guys just tell me right now? Was yes. she on the right? She was. Okay, you cut it off then. Yeah. Go and, for it, Lorena. Yeah, I mean, the name of our episode for Lorena Bobbitt was Ding Dong Ditch <laughs> because she threw the penis in a ditch. Of right. Right. Um, I did that with a car battery once, um, and I want to apologize. Was that, what was, is that what you called it? A battery for the car. No, the was the. <laughs> well, it was it a Lorena Bob? <laughs> was this a man? No, what I called it and was you the called energy this, cube. You called this I called it the, the... energy cube. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I Lorena Bob it that sucker right into a canal in West Palm Beach, Florida. I wow. feel bad. I bring that up because guilty. I so, should have done that. So the, the cultural current for Lorena Bobbitt is that right now everyone's talking about misandry, mm-hmm. like whether or not you know feminism deals with this concept of misand- like whether or not misandry is okay and like anna says of, of course. course it is yeah right. <laughs> and so basically i'm i i don't say whether it's right or wrong i just say hey like we you know typically you know feminism is also for men you know i say that you know i take the oh. the incel position okay and that um I take the incel position so Anna can take the upright, uh, righteous queen position. Are you guys doing any of that? Are you guys just on the radio as friends? Or are you like right before it comes on, you're like, let's do this one gag? You know, are you guys into the into the thing or are you guys just kind of winging it? Well, what's the gag? No, like anything. Oh, no, we we are the gag. No, no, no. There's no. You we don't like talk do. about it. We are that. We make. We are the gag. I invent <laughs> gags and then I don't tell anybody. So oh, I'm doing oh no. the gag, and then everybody's kind of staring up at this monitor. No, this is disguise. this is our life, baby. Yeah. This is our life. <laughs> we don't talk about it. On or off the mic, it, <laughs> it never ends. It never ends. So, um, in four months, um, you've had the podcast. Why do I feel like it's been around longer, or was it something else before a? Was it a blog or how, has it just burst into my mind in four months? <laughs> I um it's, I've it, run my meme page for a couple years now. That's what it is. And that's where the name comes from. Do you from. see what I did there journalistically? Yes, it was I brilliant. Answered you a qu- I asked you a question I knew the answer to. But I've been accused a lot lately of not Wait, why it. would you explain it though? Because the You're audience, not supposed to explain it. Well, I know, <laughs> but I'm doing it because also we're like real people here. I just want to let everybody we're know. We're not real. We love, we love like talking about podcasting while podcasting. I am learning <laughs> this. This is the main complaint that's been of me. I'm just telling people stuff. Like I'm just telling you, the name of your podcast came from your meme account. Next question. <laughs> so I just tried to, I won't point it out again, but I feel like I did a good job there. You did. Okay. You did. Okay, it's the last time I'll talk about it. I'm not, gonna, I'm not like shopping for compliments here or anything like that. But um, okay, so before this, you had the meme account, mm-hmm. which I'm obviously aware of. Yes. Um, I've been running my meme account uh, for a couple years now. It was sort of post, like, I, I don't want to say post-pandemic because post, the pandemic's well, still happening, but yeah. it was a lot of people, you know, started doing stuff like this during the pandemic, and I became aware of you probably during COVID. Yeah, yeah, um, and 
I guess I'm a professional shit poster first and a professional podcaster okay. second. But it's, it came naturally, I think. Yeah, from um, shit posting to podcasting. Yeah, it's the pipeline. I, I believe I have invented a genre called schizopodding. <laughs> and I don't do it all the time. I did it in a couple episodes. I went crazy. So you haven't heard of schizotopia? No, why is somebody, <laughs> that's, somebody that's a podcast. But is that's it a, schizo? Is it is schizo, it schizo post now? Schizo podcast. Now I didn't invent it. That's it. Throw it out the door. Now I never yeah, hear it again. Call out. Let's give a shout out. That's it. But, no, you have to. I've have, heard you yeah, invented this. You should have this. schizo schizotopia pod. Let's on the have. Pod. Well, I'll have you on the pod schizotopia, but let's do a schizo schizo off, like when the kids dance at each other in high school movies. Let's yeah, have a schizo off. Mommy, I, I, I don't do it all the time though. What I was hoping was was that younger people would hear me being totally arsler on the radio, and then they would take the opportunity What's to develop. The, what was that. the arsler you posted about? Oh, the recession. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking I'm about the recession now. Arsler for Nazi now, which uh, I don't think is a nice thing to say because I can see everybody. I'm Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, we would never, um, we would never uh, say anything bad about. So you have the answer. It's Rosh Hashanah. It's the, the New Year starts tonight, everybody. I've actually been invited to the Rosh Hashanah dinner by the um, current GF, but I'm not going because that's a little. The current GF, really? It's a little involved. So you, it's a familial. So you're event. met. So you are metro. Well, I, you're a metro cowboy. Well, I live on. I live, I live Upper East Side adjacent. And so Does I, that mean you're gay automatically or what? Maybe. Maybe. There no, are, no. I'm hitting some categories. You're in the crossing Delancey range of uh, being in the Upper East Side Jewish zone. Basically, <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I live Upper East Side adjacent, so I date who's available. Lots of Rosh Hashanah dates tonight that were available on my really? local Lots. dating podcast. I'm just kidding. Dating Jesus now. Christ. <laughs> Damn. This girl's not dating me anymore. This is why so many incels so, exist because men have, like you are just taking over the dating I'm, of the oh, whole yeah, I'm east side. It by storm. Upper <laughs> east side. Damn. It's like January 6th all over again, but you're just taking over yeah, all of the girls. I'm, I'm crashing Col in. Colonizing the upper What do you guys do about personal relationships when you're on your podcast? How do you. Do we try you, to limit them. The per people in your life, they don't really want to fucking be involved, right? Oh, like your personal friends, not you. You guys are personal friends, but do you have other personal friends? Because like, let's say this. You guys know each other. You get together on a podcast. You're just kind of shooting the shit. You never like fall into like gossiping about a friend. Then you get to the end of the podcast and you're like, oh, we just, oh, we just cut it all out. We cut hour. it. No, we it's, don't. We, that's we, why our we podcast is so such a total mess. It's because we're shit talking 24 seven. We have, we have to right. we actually record like four hours, but uh, we usually get the episodes yeah. down to about 45 minutes because Whoa. three of the hours is just us talking shit. Yeah, really awesome. I don't want to edit any of this. <laughs> I'm trying to do my first six episodes are a shit show. Of batteries dying. By the way, I family. think you should video it because yeah. you have this. I know it's wildly expensive, though, Matthew. Oh, that's additional. <laughs> yes. You have to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that. sorry. So I'm wearing here on the entry package. Oh, sorry. Audio I didn't know. Package. I assume because okay. they were here. We're gonna talk about working class shit too, probably. Let's talk about uh, being working class kids in the city in a minute. Yeah, but, totally, um, totally. So I'm just asking you because I've had a problem on my this little podcast talk. I've had a problem on my podcast where. Me and there was other people on here who I know personally. And we tell stories about our friends. I send it to said friend, hey, I might check you. And they're like, cut me out of yeah. the entertainment scenarios. <laughs> Everyone wants to be cut out a lot of times. Well, yeah, I don't know how to be a real person and stop kind of bringing my fucking friends into it. Yeah. I have a real problem, Matthew, that I don't know if it's solvable or not because you just I'm don't just bring talking. your friends. Don't bring your vault. This is an elevated platform. Yes. You're supposed to be. 
you're supposed to bring in, you're supposed to think about things outside of you, you know? The more you center yourself, the more, like, this is like, the, this is the, the issue with identity politics sometimes, right? Yeah. Like, people make it all about their identity politics, and they, can, they confuse shows about the personal me. identity with the social and collective identity that exists of being, yes. for instance, a Metro Jew from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, say I can speak for all the, 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 the 7% Metro Jew. Where, like where 7% are you from Jewish? in the Midwest? Oh, um, I'm from Normal, actually. Illinois. Yeah, Normal, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. See, I've spent some time in the Midwest. You have. How did you know? Well, I spent a lot of time in the Midwest. I went to undergrad at a no-name state school in Minnesota. So you're not LARPing with the cowboy hat. No, it's actually it's not a LARP or uh, an identity thing. I'm just having a good time. I, it's hard for people to understand this. I spent the summer. I think you should keep well, it. I'm, I'm wearing a beret, so I can't talk. Yeah, we're old timey hatting. She's French, here, right? though, and has lived in France. So. Okay, so there's something. Do she's you say se- that she, to people? Hey, I have this beret, she's but I've been to she's I have the beret pass. She's to all you other art hoes. She's, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, this yeah. He says Jew- she's as uh, French as I am Jewish. She's like 7% French. <laughs> okay, hey, that's a lot. That's a lot. No, um,. Maybe the hat's good for podcasting because it fucking throws people off in here, but that is not why. No, I'm you have it. to have it. I feel like really, yeah. If you just come in You're with your fucking my identity all up here. No, I feel like you have to have it's it. A staple. I'm I sorry. was thinking that the, this is how long it was going to last. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get drunk one night somewhere at one six nine bar or something, and I drop it into the sewer out front, or I'm in Soho or something. I drop the hat, and then that's the end of the stupid gag. Just like the yeah. battery. Yes. Just like the battery. Everything <laughs> goes in the goddamn ditch in my life in the end. But not you, sweetheart, if you're out there. Um, she's obviously a generator. She's, yeah, well, uh, so do you mind trying. answering the personal question then? Like you just you can know. ask us personal questions. Well, you just yeah. said you don't, you know, but I just want to let you just ask, like, um, I don't are you single and do you want to say if you are or not? Um, I'm just going to ask you a follow-up I'm, question. It's okay. I'm basically single. Are, yeah. You're out there. Yeah, Me kind too. of. Yeah, kind of. So. You know, I won't even involve you in that embarrassing shit uh, over there. Near <laughs> Thank you for sparing me. Yes. Um, the reason I ask is because, okay, isn't it then harder? Like, if you were wifed up somewhere, you were manned up, you had somebody over there somewhere, it might be easier to not bring that part of your life into your podcast because it's no, not I a funny not story bring, every day. I would day. not bring that into my, unless that but, person was like, had a good sense of humor or well, something. But because I'm out there, I'm just always like, right? You know what I mean? I mean, part I of talk, my life, so I talk like, about dating generically, yeah. but I would never in any way leave any breadcrumbs that allows them to know I was talking about them. I right? feel like you guys are in the future. You're the future of me podcasting where I have learned some basic rules and I know something about like all of this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this is really basic. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying don't like, talk shit about your lovers on the pod mm-hmm. unless you're being so vague that they can't talk. Unless gonna- you would like them to be packing their shit on Rosh Hashanah, <laughs> messaging me right now. Look, the podcast isn't even out. How can you be messaging me? I just know I'm from the upper <laughs> with the family. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Yeah. I feel like I feel like really like. People like people want to know sometimes a little bit about you, but it's kind of just like when people are like posting, like they're doing like trauma dump posting on their Instagram. Like it's it's I like interesting for like a second, but yeah. really nobody it wants can't to last know. very long. It doesn't. Nobody. You really have to master to the art of of like shit posting, trauma dumping on your story, but like in the most vague possible ways, which I think I've done with Grace actually. Yeah. I often just put right yeah. up the things I'm complaining about. I also took several businesses and theaters to task in one of these episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, I attacked several large um, movie and theater houses in New York, which 
I made the whole episode about the things I didn't like about the theater scene. It wasn't even necessary. So I'm still going to put it on the internet, but I think it's a little curmudgeon-y, even though I'm kind of doing that kind of thing. You know, yeah. I'm kind of living large out there. When I have a co-host, oh, the co-host chair is not there. That's fucking weird. When I have a co-host, um, the show is better for the audience. Yeah, I think exactly. They like the co-host. They like the dynamic. I often pitch this as an odd couple thing, and yeah. what I mean by that is the other person's normal. That's the odd couple. Mm-hmm. It's not like political. wait, which. Between on and I, who's normal? Who's oh. the normal one? Oh, I don't know. I want to <laughs> say her because she looked at me like... <laughs> you better say me. What's normal? What is normal? Deviant? I'm right? so normal. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't think that, that you guys are doing that kind of odd couple. Oh, okay. That's my okay. odd couple. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. That's, my, that's what Not I'm getting ev- paid for here. Not you guys. Oh, okay. Got you it. You guys are doing the uh, we're smart people and shit posting at the same time gig, right? Well, I mean, no. Matthew's the brains and I'm the the... Blonde bimbo. Okay, you're by kind side. of doing an odd couple then, right? Oh, little... so would Anna be the the like normal one then? In this, well, not I don't... not the odd couple in my sense. The odd couple in the classic sense. Oh, the odd couple in my sense is somebody comes in here to look at me sideways and wonder what they're doing with their career. Oh yeah, we're doing bimbofication and madness together. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> She's hot. <laughs> Hotness and madness go together perfectly. How much has being a chick really drugged down your career on the internet? Boy, people hate that, don't they? Oh, they hate it, but they love it. There. Yeah, it's, it's both. the only reason I have a career, but it's also my my downfall. Yeah. It's the stick. It is. They're all it coming the to stick. see the girl, and then they're hitting the complaint button. Yeah, yeah they're mad. Seems- but they're mad at me the same way that you know, like the right is mad at AOC. It's because like I'm annoying, yeah. and they want to fuck me. Let's get let's get into you know the concept of neoliberal hell a little bit because I think I'm gonna have a lot of viewers that might not necessarily know even though you're fucking famous people <laughs> maybe somebody came to this show and they don't exactly know what the hell's going on. We always have to say that we're the we're the number one podcast in the Cayman Islands. Nice, because that's true. This this is true. This is true. We're it's we're true between enough. we're we're uh, <laughs> we're between first and tenth depending on the week, but nice. And uh, of course, that's which bankers are there listening exactly. to. Exactly, <laughs> and it's just—I mean—the irony is perfect, isn't it? It's like that's literally that's neoliberal really hell. Factoid. That's it's, it's literally neoliberal. It's hell. Our Peter Thiel money is coming from the Cayman Islands. One of my um, obvious, <laughs> one of my obvious um, taglines of the show is that Peter Thiel has yet to give me any money, um, and that's fine. I don't need your money, Peter, but you could give me some. Uh, so anybody else who's interested in giving me some money, I'll probably take it. Keep you it should a go. Secret. I don't know. We're th- you should Going also to Miami. Cons- you should consider Soros. As you well. got? Do you got? You guys don't do. Are you guys joking? Or you know, we no one knows in the scene anymore. Don't answer the question because down here downtown, everybody's accusing each other of taking money from billionaires. Everybody's screaming I, at each other. I think there's probably more money. I don't in Soros, need a billionaire to give me any money to spew uh, right wing propaganda. I don't know why the hell. <laughs> I don't. I. I had, I've, I guess I, what I want to say is I would have thought that these billionaires were a lot smarter before I found out what's happening here. Like, I would have been like, Peter Thiel seems like a smart dude, but now that I find out he's dumping money into the downtown art scene, I'm not sure, Peter. But how much money really is he doing over there? Right, but how much money is he really dumping? And also, Probably not, he's, right? dumping, he's also dumping money in a lot of different projects. You know, he's, he's doing... This is usually a silly thing, this, that conversation, right? Some people have taken some grants from him and... His foundation. That's about as much as that goes. Or 
No, no. There's some, I mean, there's some merit to it. There's but some like, story there. But like to like, but to really like give a fair analysis about like what's happening and to be like, oh, you can't come on my podcast because you I took money to from that right now. You can't, you can't like, for instance, one of my friends wrote an essay for the NPCC um, festival's book. And uh, when he wrote this essay, you know, he didn't know that he was getting paid by Peter Thiel. Right. Right. How would you know? Yeah. Is and that what people are responding to? They think they're being tricked into some of these things? Some of the, well, I don't, well, I'm sure there's people out there, first of all, that are getting money from this billionaire and they don't realize where it's coming from. And then there's other people out there that are receiving it and think that they're actually tricking him. The, like, right. Trevor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trevor Brazil and like these people, Trevor Brazil basically like was joking about like how they're getting all of this money, like how, uh, he was paying black people to make art, basically, and like you know, there's like like Andy Warhol, trying and like to go to down them, there and co-op something. Yeah, and it's like to them, it's like funny. They're like, yeah, pay us to do art to put on this anti-woke film festival, and at the same time, like, is it like? Oh, I know who you're talking about. And is it yeah. you know, is it promoting you know Peter Thiel's you know world that he wants? I think probably a little bit, you know, and like there's not a lot of cultural projects that are like likely going to necessarily push people from like the left to the right than projects like this like but also like the theater of this culture war between the anti-woke and woke is also really silly and it's just like a it's just like a I marketing want out. thing i want out it's of that just, war it is such a marketing thing among like elite cultural people that you know want to just get they want to get an opportunity out of being oh i'm woke the you know the the woke moralism thing or, I or the anti-woke moralism it's literally just like alternative to the uh the normal media stream yeah uh, exactly is that right it's our own new it's this is our cnn fox exactly it's like the dsa kids versus the frogs 10 years ago invent your own d invent your own dichotomy you know that you see on the tv news except your young people so you invented new york city against each other but it's really kind of the same this is this is why i was saying you you can take Thiel money or you can take uh, uh, Soros money. Who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Right. I don't care who does it. I guess if I want to put my shoes, my shoes in the feet of the consumer, it would be, I guess I would want to know. I don't know. You know, and then you think about sponsorship, sponsorship and shit like that. Like, is General Mills worse than Peter Thiel? I'm not sure. I don't really even know. General Mills. Yeah. Like if they put vitamins in their cereal, I think. Oh, good. <laughs> Put some vitamins in the cereal. General Mills, come on the pod. How many vitamins has Peter Thiel gave me? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't even like PayPal. I think it's a shitty platform. I never enjoyed it. Yeah, Venmo's way better. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so <laughs> neoliberal hell, if I could just like try to hit it for the audience, it's like... Hit it? She's taking it. <laughs> I'm sorry. We didn't ask her if she was single. We didn't ask. Oh, yeah. I we don't want to know. It will destroy all our And dreams. this is also being recorded, so right. you have to get consent. Well, and it's seven days from now. So you, who knows? You could be, you could be, have somebody in your life seven days from now. If this doesn't come out immediately, yeah. you're on here saying you're single. Now they're offended in the future. Oh, they're already offended. Probably. Okay. Well, that, now you're in my boat. So neoliberal hell, let me try to simplify it down to my stupid brain level. It's for people who may in the past may have been Democratic voters, but now they are discouraged from joining the Democratic Party because they have just what's become too many complaints, really. And you're not ready. Are you ready 
to run off and join the right, or you're here to reform, or you're here <laughs> just to be angry at the liberals. The you know, how does that, how does it all shake out? I don't know if these are Democratic voters necessarily. Oh, I'm wondering. But in the past, they may have been the kind of people who were perspective. Some of them might be. I, like, I'm, I'm an ex-Bernie bro, for sure. Okay. This, that's kind of where I'm going. Um, do you think there's a lot of people like that around your podcast? Um, yeah, definitely. I think, I think we all LARP as cynics, but we're actually very hopeful. And ab about, about the political party who may have pushed you out in the current time. Do you feel like if you were able to get inside the Democratic Party and change what you wanted, would you come home? Uh, Is Because Bernie's kind of... Sure, but idea. I don't see the Democratic Party changing into, Me neither. into what I want it I'd to I'd like be. them all in prison. But <laughs> I have a... You know, I'm... When I'm asking you these questions, I'm also thinking about myself. Okay. I'm thinking about how in 2008... During the Chesapeake primary, I waited for five hours to Chesapeake? shake Brock. The Chesapeake primary. It's, yeah. a, it, it's a small section of the pri presidential primaries. It means when the states around the Chesapeake, they vote in their primaries together. Usually. No, but is that in Massachusetts? No, I think it's Maryland and Baltimore. Oh, and I see. maybe Rhode Island okay. or some states around there. Maybe D.C. votes at this time. Got it. Um, everybody out there fact-checking. Give me a mail. What's a Chesapeake primary? It's just a section of the primaries. Got it. That night that that part of the primaries happens during the original Obama administration, I waited in the rain for five hours. This is uh, 20, 2008 or 2012? Yes. Okay. And I was living in Madison, Wisconsin, very leftist town. And I oh, was yeah, playing definitely. guitar on a porch somewhere, maybe writing a poetry or something. Beautiful. Yes. And I went down here to the um, local college place the night of the Chesapeake primary. I waited in the rain to meet Barack Obama. You know, and I was you know, a younger person, and I did have some kind of future hope there. I was, at that time, willing to hear what the Democratic Party had in store for me. And maybe it's youth. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a fucking arsler. But at the time, mm -hmm. I was willing to hear it. And that dream quickly was washed away by some kind of bureaucratic nightmare that the Democratic Party, in my opinion, has become. And I am kind of of the position that if things were different, I, I guess I'd want a, I want a Democratic Party in the world that I might think about joining. I, I want an uh, opposition party. you know. And I thought when I was a kid, I thought the Democratic Party was kind of like that. They were kind of the opposition party, or at least seen that way, to the corporatists and the Bill Clinton's first election when I was a little kid. And I, um, I do wish there was a world where the Democratic Party wasn't pushing me and pushing me out and away. And maybe one day I land in the lap of a crazy real estate person. You know? And I, I, that's Who's funding the primary, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I'm... That's where I am with that. That's my interest in neoliberal hell because I feel like a person who, yeah, who we're caught we're caught in the midst of a neoliberal hell while we're you know we're trying to look for a way out. Yeah, we're we're in this. I mean, we're in this as people that like want change and like and that wanting change it creates a trap for us. Yes, because you become a reformer. Isn't yeah, that the trap. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, because like if you want change, it's easier actually to be a, a complete cynic. I would say. Like to you be, might you might you might jail me with that officer. A passive sure. like you know like what we can talk about the two types of nihilism right. So there's the the passive nihilism, 
which is I think what most podcasters are. They're passive nihilists. They've they've went you can't apolit- see, I'm apolitical. raising my eyebrows. I'm raising my eyebrows a lot of my <coughs> So basically they've they've the reason we go to media is because media is where we can voice our cynicism, right? And we we no longer want to take place or take part in the actual uh, mechanisms of change, right? So we've we've retreated to media, right? And so in this case, the passive we the uh, viewer, we the podcast creator, <laughs> we the passive nihilist uh, podcasters. So we've become it, so cynical. So we've become so. so I'm not saying this is us. I'm just saying that this. Oh, it's you too, baby. We're all in this together, buddy. <laughs> the arc, no, the arc is just starting here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the passive nihilist is the person who has given up completely on the idea of change, right? Right. But and and. In that reserved state, they can take on opinions that are really extreme, right? And this is right. like how shit. Because you've filters. exited, you've exited the idea that you're there to help change. You've that. exited the vampire castle, yeah, exactly. Right. And so, but at the same time, there's this other idea that most people don't talk about. But Nietzsche had two forms of nihilism. The second type is called active nihilism, right? Right. So active we, and reactive. Active and passive. Active and passive. He gets down and dirty with the word reactive a lot. Which means something totally different now. It oh, always, I'm not familiar with that. It always fucking confuses me. But go ahead. But and there might be. I don't know. I, I've never heard of that. But the the active nihilist is the person who is cynical, who knows that you know the history of the Democratic Party was that right. it was co-opted in the '60s and late '70s by uh, the corporate mechanisms away from the labor, yeah. uh, the labor, the labor mechanisms that were actually connected to working class people yeah. and then turned into a technocratic body basically to churn out, you know, uh, appeals to the middle class in America. Yeah. And now they're trying to stop this podcast every time I go outside. And yeah. And, <laughs> and so we, we remain a part of the cynicism who also does want change. Anna posts, you know, Anna is, you know, very connected to the, the uh, Palestinian freedom movement. I'm connected to the metrosexual freedom <laughs> movement, right. um, and we're doing a, we're doing a lot in our respective worlds that we we're conne- we're actually connected to this. We do have some uh, there's some sacrifice in actually believing in something, which I think most podcasters don't, and they just want to become comedians. Well, you know what? I'm not going to become a comedian. That's really clear from these last ten to twelve episodes. That I don't think I, I could become like a comedian. If I I, I'm not actually funny. You want to talk? You want to talk about how much I hate comedians in New York City right now? But we don't want to do that. It's so dark. And Have I'm you guys so ever been dark. to a, com- a party with all comedians? I've been to a party with one. That is comedian, so another version. That was hell. Enough. I've That's never. <laughs> no. Okay. Somebody's let's telling do you a it bit right now. Everyone's telling you a bit so every five minutes. No, I can't handle that. Especially I mean, I've been in of I've been to plenty of parties with plenty of memers, and it's a similar phenomenon. Actually, no, the memers just stand there in the corner awkwardly and twiddle their fingers. Here's the problem with the comedians. <laughs> here we go. Does anybody here um, identify as a millennial? I'm not trying to guess your ages. Do you identify as a millennial? Maybe you feel like you're on the edge. <laughs> I feel, feel like, like this whole identification. No, I want to know because I'm, I'm about Z, to. I'm Gen Z. I'm young. I, know, that's right, I identify as Gen Z personally. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Just, this is another one of those podcast things where I knew what you were going to say, but I'm just asking you for the audience's edification. So we have two people who are not millennials. I'm, yeah. Let's Matthew's, open I am the a can Matthew's of whip-ass. Matthew's a millennial. I am a millennial, but I identify as Gen Z. Let's, <laughs> let's open the can of whip-ass on millennials right now. I identify so as, a, as a Gen Xer. <laughs> the, yeah no that would be better but the millennials not only are they hostile to internet art and internet culture in an extreme way which it all has always terrified me they also 
ruined stand-up comedy in a way. And, it, and in my opinion, it's because the millennials <laughs> came into the world with this weird thing that the boomers were already trying to project, which is that comedians are our wise men. And the millennials grew up in this age where, where stand-up was really popular, and all of these people believe that the comedian was the wise man. They're here to tell us that the therapist. And then the politics happened in 2016, and comedy and stand-up comedy was never funny again after that. Wait, when did politics start again? 2016, the <laughs> politics happened. It was a giant yeah, bomb true. in New York City. In 2015, that was, I was That was an, the real 9-11. That was the real 9-11. I don't, New Yorkers, I apologize. I love that. You I know that's that. not true. But, you know, I, in 2015, I was doing art shows that didn't have a care in the world about politics. 2016, ba-boom! You know, it was, you, you must have a political opinion at the time. Right. But um, when the political Hiroshima happened in this town in mm -hmm. 2016, something happened to that millennial stand-up comedian, and he transformed. He didn't just believe he was the wise man of the generation these people transformed into political entities, and it has never ended since then. I go to these. Are we talking about trans people? <laughs> I go. I go to meme accounts like hers, and I laugh my ass off. I can name a bunch of other ones, but I'm not name dropping you for free, everybody. Um, mm -hmm. And I go to meme accounts. I laugh my ass off. I go to stand up comedians accounts, and it's all pull up politics, and it's not funny. And I, that is a real thing that's happened in this town where. The comedians of a certain age stopped being funny years ago and became politicians in a way. And I think that memers have filled that void. There you go. I just dropped the whole thing on you. And I think there's a lot of memers. Um, I think I'm the Chappelle of my generation. You could though. be. You could be. I think you guys are a lot funnier. And you've never done any stand-up, right? <laughs> no, never. Neither have I. It's way easier to be f a funny asshole on the internet than it is in real life, I think I would Well, I've bombed in here a couple times, so let me tell you, it's a real <laughs> thing that can happen. You ever bring somebody on your show, doesn't want to laugh, bombs your fucking show? You ever done that? Yeah, we had this Irish guy on that wasn't very funny. Well, <laughs> I don't know what, I don't, I'm not, a, like I said, I'm, I'm not seeking, I'm not seeking to be a stand-up comedian. Um, I have a problem with that. He um, was uh, a potato puff, for sure. <laughs> Okay. Do you know that Irish slur, potato? Puff? No, I've never heard that before. It means a gay Irish man. <laughs> is it in Finnegan's Wake? Is this something I missed from? Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. This James is... Joyce had all invented so many slurs. This is why uh, Ulysses was banned because of potato. Puff. Because yeah, well, there was lots of slurs in there. What yeah. were the other ones? This Do you remember the any of the other goddamn ones? book. Some words I can't say. <laughs> I'm. I believe that that Clover? book was banned in America like that one. because he what invented was it? Clover. Clover like sounds like a like it would be like I think it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Is it like one of those Australian things that's meant to really insult you, but it just sounds like fun? Like, yeah, I mean, potato puff there? is kind of that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It sounds like a nice treat. <laughs> right, but somebody, somewhere, somewhere, <laughs> someone's mad right now. Yeah, it because it's like let's, basically an Irish twink. Let's talk about everybody being so fucking angry on the internet all the time. Neoliberal hell. I kind of get the backlash you get. You're kind of out there. You're like, you know, you're a memer. You're kicking garbage cans over and shit. Mm -hmm. But Matt, <laughs> Matt, I'm not sure why I see you getting so much shit on the internet all the time. Because he's tied to me. Is it an associate? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to ask. Wait. I, before I knew you were coming on this podcast, Neoliberal Hell, I, um, I had a question for Matt. Like, why the fuck are you always, you put these things up that you're responding to and people are just trying to kick your head in. I can't figure out what, why derision is coming your way. So oh, I mean, because, well, I it's mean. because of her. 
Yeah, I mean, it's That's probably, just happening over here. Well, you're probably, you're talking about the most recent thing, probably, Maybe. with angelicism, but that's, like, more, like... They hate you over there. <laughs> Allegedly. No, that was more of, like, a, I'm not, I'm not post-cancellation enough from them. I'm not anti-woke enough. They okay, are you like, post-cancellation? Do you, I'm not asking you if we are, by the way, no, I, I mean, they were, they were trying to cancel me. Okay. They, they were trying to cancel me. Are you, can't, you're not, well, now you're on this show. Yeah. So now I you love are it when anti woke people anti-woke try to people. cancel you for not being anti woke enough, <laughs> for not being anti cancellation enough. I've been living in, you know what? Listen, I was I'm an old timey character from the Occupy days, and people have been trying to cancel me for a very long time, and they believe that they have succeeded. But you know what happens in this world? A new technology comes along, and I'm back. I enjoyed the new technology. Was it Throw a pacemaker? Did Did you? Have <laughs> <laughs> do they still do that? Do, could you can yeah, you wear uh, wear them around the um, yeah, you microwave now? Or oh, remember that whole thing? Do you, were you alive not. for that? In the nineties, there were still stickers. In the late, even the late nineties, there were still stickers in gas stations that said, "If you have a pacemaker, get out of this aisle right now." No, Crazy I don't. Man. I haven't. I honestly haven't heard of the microwave thing. Well, but that's you, fine. People You're are definitely young. getting pacemakers still. Well, I pray for them every day. My grandpa got a pacemaker. That's why now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good sign when they're willing to operate still when they're old. It is, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, grandpa's out oh. there, solid air. I want to talk about <laughs> cancel culture a little because me and Matt have been dealing with it personally um, in our DMs lately. D- Matt, we're not going to mention anybody specifically on the radio, um, but we were involved in a little bit. Of, I wasn't involved. <laughs> you were a little bit in the DMs in kind of an academic circle jerk. I wasn't involved in that, though. Where I, um, we had another person to come in here for academia today. And long story short, <laughs> we're not trying to give anybody the business because um, she's not the only one. This problem has hit my podcast several times already. Oh, really? And it has been a problem in my personal life in New York City for years. And I want to know why the academics keep coming down out of NYU and out of Yale and out of fucking wherever they're at at city college or wherever somewhere we're they're coming down and they're telling me um that i'm canceled all the time is this is this phase over now or i mean yes and no i think loop yeah yeah you know the person that didn't want to show up here i was really um surprised because at the beginning of the whole thing i did i had the i had the opinion that you know canceling is kind of over that maybe that was something that was happening in the recent past, but I haven't really heard of it much anymore. But this was this situation was a window for me into a large group of New York City academics who, yeah. who told me their opinions. And their opinions were cancel culture is very real. And um, I think it's still real in academia because what? I mean, they're the ones perpetuating it. Well, is that why it's real over there? In academia? Well, cancel culture is real in the places where prestige exists. So basically, like it exists in academia, it exists in like media in the media, it exists in corporate the corporate world. It exists so, anywhere where like there's prestige. Like when you get canceled, what you get canceled from is like being a part of this whatever, some England. sort of institution, okay. some institution. Yeah, and if you post cancellation, you know, exists for a lot of people, and that's why I say the anti woke and the and the woke thing is kind of silly because basically. Most working class people, most people who are like people of color or people that, you know, are not in any way like 
institutionalized or Insti- have a job. automatically institutionalized yeah. by their status of being born into a rich family or being yeah. middle class or whatever it is. Yeah. These people have always been canceled, and these the, the history of cancellation goes back to is this why I'm the so canceled class because I come from a lower economic status, and people in academia who usually come from a higher economic status are always telling me what to say on the well, goddamn radio. I think I'm starting to fucking flip out. I think I <laughs> I'll think be honest with you, man. We're at that point in this podcast I, where I've If you want to find the place that's outside of the anti-woke and the woke thing, you do have to you do have to contextualize things. And I th- I do think that you have to realize that the people that have been canceled the most are the gay people, are the black people, are the people from Palestine, are the people that basically have no cultural power and they've been canceled women have been canceled from the beginning of time the yeah. l- they're the most canceled people of all time and that's <laughs> yeah. and uh yes women so, we love you so like you have to you really have to, you have to contextualize cancellation yeah. within its history you can't just say okay i'm a white man i'm being canceled. but can we not talk about the the relationship in new york city between academia and the arts because that's where I see the cancellation coming from. And I know that the economic system, Matt, I see what you're saying. It's not just about economic, it's just the, social capital. The original canceled people are those without agency. Is yeah, that kind of where you're going? Yeah. Exactly. I understand that people without agency come on the pod. But what I'm trying to get to more is a specific situation that's happening in New mm-hmm. York City that I felt like was in the past. And it just is not yet. It no. really is not. And there's I no such thing as the past, though. Oh, because, like, well, because <laughs> well, no, okay, I'm with you, baby. No, no, I'll no. be there with you. <laughs> no, like the cultural. You're talking about the cultural past. Like, there's still people are still living like it's the 1980s in the South, right? They're, like, watch look, out now. I'm from the South. We didn't even get there yet. No, you no. You mean like in Mississippi when I drive? Culturally speaking, like the South didn't integrate until like the yeah. like the late 1980s. Oh, right? you're right. And so, ever, in a sense, that means that you know. The ways that we talk about racism within the South, the cultural South, is a different culture than we talk about it in the North. This is what I'm getting from you, Matthew Donovan. I shouldn't worry about my cancellation. Is that true? You're kind of kind you're, of like, I'm asking you about myself and what you're kind of saying. Oh, is, yourself. Yo, you, dude, you live on the Upper East Side adjacent. Don't worry about you've your been stupid can- podcast. If you're being canceled now, you probably were canceled before. And it's yeah. not, it has nothing to do with who you are. Yeah. It has to do with whatever approximation to prestige you're trying to seek. And basically, yeah. you're getting rejected from... I'm a, getting rejected what, by prestige. From, from prestige, and who cares? Who cares? Exactly. Oh, the show cares a little bit. I'm... I'm attempting to do a thing here where I'm not saying I'm bringing people together. That's a little much. But I am doing a New York City kind of thing that wants to profile people not despite their politics, but if they're in politics, meet them where they stand. Right. That's what I'm doing with you guys today. This show might not necessarily always talking about all this. You're like a taller Joe Rogan with a cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm taller than Joe Rogan? (laughs) Okay. Write it down, baby. If you want to know if you've been... Is that true? Do you have an answer? He's like... Really short. Yeah, yeah. But to ask, <laughs> he looks little on the internet. No, he's really short. Joe Rogan, come on the pod. You were asking it's me if you've been canceled. Can you answer me? Answer one question for me. Well, no, I'm, I fear. Th- I fear that there's a gathering storm before the show even comes out. Right, I, right, right, right. But okay, this is going to change your, the public's opinion on you. Have you been pegged before? Have I been what? Pegged. There's a couple questions here. Is this a this is a sexual? Yes or no? Question? Yes or no? Have this, you been pegged before? It's a sexual question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no. No, okay. Have you been to therapy? I went to one therapy session as a child. Okay. Um, what's your relationship like with your mother? She's dead. They're all dead. So this. I'm not kidding. I'm not Jim Morrison you like he did to the Rolling Stone. My mother passed away 
uh, I'm sorry. brain cancer. I'm sorry to hear that. Just before COVID began. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, you know what? So these uh, are the questions. Had it been a couple months later, they wouldn't have let me in the room. Yeah. Well, yeah. these are the psychoanalytic questions of our age that people this, are going to ask you. You look on to me a little bit there. No, these are the, this is like how people psychoanalyze you and like determine whether or not oh. you are up with yeah. the feminization of the public sphere, right? Oh. Like, are you okay with women is like the ultimate question. No. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> often trying. I'm often trying to reach out to them, and Yours? oftentimes they have things to say that is not pleasurable for me. I don't really know. I'm, I interact with women a lot. Well, it's probably difficult as a metrosexual man. Yes. <laughs> I'm here in the city. I'm wearing the stupid hat. And my percentages are dropping, dropping, dropping as you look at me. Your eyes travel up my body, and the percentages are dropping, dropping, dropping. You get to the top. You're already at no thank you. Exactly, exactly. I'm going to take a break and go to the bathroom. Um, now that Matt's gone, I have a song I'd like to sing with neoliberal hell. I've written this whole song that I'm hoping you'll do the falsetto to. Mm. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. Although I, I can hold a tune. I hold. I sing a lot of songs on here. I like to sing to the co-hosts um, because they deserve it. I have a whole list of things to talk about here. While Matt's gone, let's talk about him. Let's go for when it. This, when this was originally um, scheduled... I received some of Matt's writings. I looked at a lot of what Matt had done on The Future Left, and I made a whole plan about the things I was going to ask. But that was weeks ago. And I don't care anymore about a lot of that stuff. You don't care anymore? I mean, I, I'm out of kind of the zone on some of that stuff. I have, like, different questions now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's weird. I did all the study for this, and now you're here, and now me and Matt have I had literally thing. no idea what I was walking into. What do you think so far? Pretty stupid, isn't it? It's it's fun. I just like okay. the set, honestly. <laughs> if you said something rude, I could have used it in a promotional. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst podcast I've ever been out of my fucking life. <laughs> Let me see if I got anything it's on here. It's a real here. studio, I mean. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This is, how I'm, this is how I empty people's pockets. Welcome to the last podcast at the end of time. Uh, here today, I'm complaining about academics trying to stomp my goddamn heart out. That's all I had. I drew a little picture of Jesus. Cancel culture is fake. You just don't. Well, why do they keep mailing me legal? Here's the deal. Right, I have no idea why. I don't know, I don't know anything culture. about you. How did you get canceled? What'd I'm you not do? canceled, but here's what's happening. <laughs> it seems like. I'm being canceled by the IRS. <laughs> for not paying taxes. So. How, many, how many years has it gone on? I can't disclose. You should. That was a joke for legal reasons. That's fine. I don't give a shit. But, you know, I've had my own battles with the IRS because I'm a tax resistor. Yeah, fuck taxes. Well, you you know, um, you ever you ever read any, like, the old Quaker and Mormon stuff? Like, they're the original tax resistors in this country. Not really, but I, I do fuck with the Quakers, I think. They, um, if people. you go out west, out, there's always, they're always on the street giving out pamphlets. And in the pamphlets, a lot of times are... Um, Pages of people who've offered themselves up as testimonials who don't pay their taxes and they're on the run. Oh, that's and awesome. so uh, last time I went out west this summer, I was, you know, I don't know, an evangelical standing in Taos. And they handed me a thing and it's got like 10 people in it who refuse to pay their taxes. <laughs> so it's I am pro not paying taxes if you're not like a billionaire. Do you think, what do you think the floor on it should be? I, I in my opinion, there's a floor to a percentage. I... I agree, but I don't know what that floor is because I'm like economically. That's fine. Our word. I'm I'm our, I'm our third as well, but I still I shout can't, things. Out. The reason I don't do taxes is because I don't know how. This really. is what I think. I think that um, anybody making under the mean, maybe 
Anybody making under 20% less than the mean in this country, the median, I mean, should not be paying any more than 5%. And I mean not just income tax. I mean gas tax, retail tax, state tax. You should have a little card if you're a poor person and you swipe it every time you buy something. And when your tax hits 5% yeah. of your last income, yeah. you know, you made eight grand last year. Mm-hmm. When it hits 5% of that on that little card, you ain't pay gas tax no more. You know, you I, that hit sounds a like a good system. That's it. We figured it out. We did. Um, you can see that I like that subject. Um, <laughs> I don't think that I don't think the IRS should really exist for anybody who's not rich. Well, they always come after the people that are, uh, like, sort of like lower middle class. That's like do. the most. Uh, if, if you see the IRS prosecuting something on a rich person, that's political. And yeah. otherwise, they don't have, they don't talk to rich people. The rich people phone ain't ring. Yeah, you know. Besides Shakira, solidarity. Or, or um, you know, I don't know. You know, what did Wyclef, what, what did Wyclef do to get in trouble? I bet there was some political stuff there, right? You know what I mean? The people from the past. I look at the past sometimes. I look at the Bush administration, and I look at all the people that went to jail, like the Adelphi guys, the Adelphi cable. They're like 80 years old. I look at that sometimes, and I think, this doesn't seem like a normal prosecution, a lot of these things, because, yeah, the rich people did something wrong. That's a given. But they're only going after certain people, right? So whenever it's whenever it's a rich person, I think it's political. And I can't get that out of my. Who is Ghislaine Maxwell trafficking children to? Nobody cares. We don't know. Nobody gives a shit, right? You know, you know what's hilarious about that is you got the guy. Um, I don't know because I'm not a sports guy, but there's Me neither. Uh, so yeah, it's okay. We don't <laughs> care who it is. But there was somebody who's a head coach of a northeastern sports team who got in trouble in South Florida for getting a hand job. In a oh, it's, yeah, that's the Patriots. I'm from okay. I'm from Massachusetts. Okay, so, so that guy technically that guy's gonna go to jail because some prosecutor somewhere hates him over a hand job. But whoever Maxling uh, Gisline has in there, Maxwell. Yeah, we don't find out about that. Yeah. We know about this guy's hand job, and that's just because they're after Tom Brady for deflating the, those balls. So. <laughs> we know it's all it's all political that way. Well. I think the political prosecutions are getting simpler and simpler. Like, people are getting braver and braver. Um, the Democrat states have their own AGs, and they feel that now they can prosecute maybe bigger fish than in the past. And next, what's coming is probably the Republican AGs, and they're going to be prosecuting people at a higher level. I see that shit escalating. I don't know about you guys. What You're are you talking, talking about, about cancel culture, like being part nah, of the well, legal world? Well, we were talking about who the IRS focuses on and maybe who the Justice Department focuses on and why. And my, my what I said when you were gone... Regarding was, taxes. And- yeah, what I said when I, you were gone was whenever I see a rich person being prosecuted by the IRS, I think it's political because otherwise they leave rich people the fuck alone. You know, usually they're coming after, like, restaurant owners who are drowning in the misery of debt in a pizza parlor. Mm-hmm. You know, that's who the IRS goes after. So whenever I see them prosecuting a rich person, I have to wonder, like... How come the rich people going after the rich people? There must be some kind of political friction between those people. What do you think of that? Is this a cynical point of view? I mean, I don't, I, I don't no, know the specifics. Is yeah. that a red pill? You're black pilled. <laughs> that sounds black pilled. Yeah, that's not red pilled, is it? I don't think so. It sounds a little red pilled. I can't, okay, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I don't is know hating the, the IRS red pilled? Well, I don't know. I mean, my experience is with you know George Gascone in Los Angeles who. Um, the future left and others helped to get elected who was about decarceralizing L.A., L.A. County. and the that prison? Yeah, reducing the amount of people who are in prison. And they, California is building the Golden Palace prison still, too, aren't they, though? 
Remember that? Have you read about that? They're building the largest prison in America out there while they're also passing these laws. Wait, are you mixing Coca-Cola with wine? Yeah. How, okay, can I yeah. actually introduce you to something that I don't know why it's been coming up in conversation lately. This is, this is not a very Spanish thing, right? This is not regard this, this is has nothing to do with the IRS, but um I, the IRS. I a friend of mine Come shoot me. In Paris, oh, in Paris, France, a friend of mine who is from Utah, so that this is why it was a thing. Um mixed red wine with Fanta and oh, yeah. I called it redneck sangria. I yes. coined that term and it's it is delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um That's just You, you will get that, fat though. You know what you that is? It. That is an evolution of this. That's like yeah. somebody in France was like, Coca-Cola, disgusting. Let's do it with something Well, in a lot of like bars, to make cheap sangria, they'll mix Fanta into really? the sangria. It's, it, Did they steal It tastes idea? like sangria. Okay. Red wine and, and Fanta. Oh, really? I'm telling you, yep. The reason red why I jumped on Matt's red wine suggestion so quickly is because it's been a long time since I did the old red wine Coca-Cola mix. I encourage you to do it. Um, <laughs> it's delicious, and you'll get kind of skeezed out like i am but uh yeah um, i i jumped on matt's red wine this is thing. like a cl- i don't want to say classy or four loco it's definitely not classier. <laughs> um <laughs> i'm usually a whiskey person you can see i have is some whiskey in there i have some whiskeys left over from yesterday's taping i wasn't gonna mix them there's a little bottle right there oh, it's it's sealed that. it's it's for guests if you like but mm-hmm. um red wine and whiskey don't often mix well for me but I jumped on this because I haven't had red wine in a while, and I started thinking about the Spanish people who turned me on to this, and I was nostalgic. I just wanted a little sip. What was I yelling about? The Quakers? You know, the Quakers <laughs> invented almost all the good... We, vis- uh, we visited the Shaker community, actually. Oh, cool. Do you now, know that's that? like a Mennonite-style break-off. They're, they're similar to the right. Mennonites, right? They're a little less than they're the Amish. They're lefties, though. Yeah, they, they heart, hands to heart hands to work hearts to god they believed in like art as it's kind of like marianne williamsonism yeah. it's like the belief that like ecstatic dancing and being connected to spirituality is part of like liberation you when know? you said that about the shakers being lefties or were you kind of saying that the mennonites aren't do the mennonites well the quakers them? are i'm not the, the mennonites, Quakers totally are i don't know about the mennonites but the mennonites i've known are always been conservative yeah no i, I mean i say that because pacifists and yeah. shakers a lot of times seem kind of lefty but the, the quakers the mennonites invented, i've known have been pretty right-wing I don't they're wanna... like they're like in between apostolics okay and do you know apostolic christians i grew my family from tennessee is from a kind of a like what we might call an end times church right all right the uh, eschatologists if you want yeah yeah they study the eschatology of the time they yell a lot and there's no music allowed Right. Yeah. I mean a lot of a lot of the churches that believe but in the But the Quakers, um the Quakers, if I'm not wrong, they pioneered I shouldn't use the word invented, it sounds stupid. But um the Quakers pioneered a lot of the protest forms that we use now. A lot of the protest stuff from the sixties mm-hmm. was actually the you know, they got all that got that they got all that stuff from the Quakers yeah. who were very involved along with upper Midwest Catholics. In the beginning of the civil rights movement, like the Jesuits or something, I'm not kids. Sure. Kids from the kids, Midwestern Catholic kids from the from the Midwest, from the Upper Midwest, the Dakotas and and Wisconsin and stuff. They were in the original waves of kids to go to the South and try to register black voters, and and the backlash to that kicked off the civil rights movement. And a mm-hmm. couple of those white kids that end up in a ditch down there, 
you know, was shocked America at the beginning of the civil rights movement. I think those were Catholic Midwestern They're part of kids. the the Council for Christian Leaders, the Leadership Council okay. or whatever it was called. Is that what they were Yes, possibly. Yeah, it was a youth. It was a, <coughs> I think it was primarily Midwestern. A youth thing was primarily Midwestern. Um, the Christian Leadership Conference, I think is what, CLC. Yeah. I had it in my head that a lot of those kids were Catholics. Not that I care. Catholics come on the pod. <laughs> Try to, yeah. What do I have here? Ivory Castle. Dude, I'm just so angry at these people. <laughs> oh, I had a terrible feeling in the taxi on the way home last night after my last show bombed about how people think I'm trying to bore at them in here. Did you kind of think I was trying to bore at you? This looks like a Borat setup, to be honest. Oh, man, you know, I, I had this wave of... I was in such a good mood yesterday, and I got in the Honestly, cab. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. When I sat down here for a second, I yeah. was like, am I about to be Boratted? Yeah, no, dude. I was in the cab. I'm not lying <laughs> oh, to everybody. It's the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. That was the... Well, but wait. A lot of the people, a lot of the people who were involved in the very beginning of the Civil Rights Movement, they were kids that came from outside of the South. They were down there... Um, trying to register votes as non-southerners and that's yeah i'm not i'm not aware of that you know but, what but that was i hope i hope everybody calls in and tells me I'm but right. the sclc are is the organization that preceded uh um yeah proceed like basically what happened in the south was like there was like a lot of organization that had already happened in the south around uh organizing for civil rights and mlk is re- is basically that, yeah. building he's building on top of, of course that. he is you want to say something unpositive about mlk like he stole somebody else's movement or something weird like that no no <laughs> just, just no 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 i think it's important <laughs> to understand how the movement. this is one person we're not saying anything negative about no, here on no. the show today think, mlk come on the pod <laughs> no i think it's important to understand how the movements like a lot of people don't understand how movements come together and basically so there was people in the community building the community up through community organizing. Yes. Protest and organizing are very different. Organizing oh. means you're in the community, you're doing work that is connecting people of the community, like pastors and people in universities and these types of people, and they're doing work. And MLK coming in is on top of this, right? He's, he, in a way, he's, I mean, somebody would say maybe... He's an interloper. He's he's taking <laughs> that he's taking he was taking that energy and he was building you know other yeah. he was building specific protests yeah. and he knew for instance that the the cop in Birmingham or the the police in Birmingham were very reactive yeah. that it was a good place to target because of that because you that could push them around and there'd be some gas like immediately right? there would be photographs yeah. to like in the same way that during the Vietnam War one of the reasons why they don't film war like they used to is because the photos that came back from the Vietnam War made people realize how horrific the Vietnam War was. E- educate me here. Um, this is like Garber's um, uh, Act of the Deed. Uh, I'm not familiar with that. David Garber? Yeah, did he wrote he wrote the um, etymology on direct action. Is that correct? I'm not familiar with that. I don't know. This guy's going straight to his phone pretty soon. So uh, I think he did, and I think one of the concepts of direct sh- action... This is not the phrase. I, I'm, I'm misdoing the phrase here. But I, it's something like the, the deed of the act. Oh, God, somebody mail in. And w- what it means is, is that you create a situation that is, um, has all of the things that you're trying to conceptualize in the situation. And you do a public act so that the public can see you 
fighting that idea in front of their eyes. Uh -huh. And a lot of this is exactly what you're saying. You go to a place where you know, look, first of all, all the cops are jerks, but you go to a place where you know the cops are gonna like, you know, rough you up a little bit, and you start a problem and you film it. And it's not that you invented something, it's that you're exposing through this action what actually happens to people. Like yeah. crisis also, acting, hmm? but for kind the better, of. for the greater right. good. Well, yeah. no, you know, it's not, it's not crisis acting as much as it's like, um, it's, it's Creating the situation to show how the other person actually reacts to it. Yeah. You know? So, you know, if the bouncer's really mean, you're never going to get that on tape if you respect him. You're going right. to have to get him uh, yeah. on tape when he's not being respected. Right, yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. Got to poke the bear a little uh, bit. Well, yeah, you got to poke the bear a little bit. That's the whole idea of this stupid show anyway. So I got some stuff written down here that during when I had somebody else on here, we had a conversation about how I should have real issues. And I should ask you stuff you don't want to answer or something like that. Go ahead. I don't yeah. fucking want to, to be honest with you. I'm having a great time. We're drinking some wine. I what do have the, some stuff no on here that's meant to be uh, It's meant to be a little much. Okay, go I'd ahead. I'd love ask it. Ask okay. This, this, go for Anna first. This <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to let Let's her stand up. She's standing on the side a little, and that's okay. We're letting her uh, uh, standing in repose and judgment a little bit. That's fine. I she's like definitely that. judging you. Well, later on, she could have a show. <laughs> she could have a show about this show. So far, what do you think of me as a prospective guest on your show? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, yeah. Look at each other. Well, we, I think thing. you need more clout first. Okay. <laughs> that is one hundred percent. It's 100%. like holding up that card, like in the Family Guy episode, with like the skin tones, but except it, except it's like clout numbers and yeah. then you're like well now that you've refused me we're in we, we that's fine no we uh, need a topic <laughs> <laughs> okay i want to do a couple of current events Anna, stuff. Anna is always like oh yeah you, everyone can come on our show and i want everybody like, on the show no no Anna's people. always like everyone can come on our show and i'm always like no no one can come. i don't want any of these people <laughs> on our show they don't have enough clout it's literally the opposite um, <laughs> I, you know what 15 people on the pod you want to hear something crazy that's also i invited true. people on this podcast who have less than a thousand Instagram followers. I've invited people on this podcast, like 250 Instagram followers. No it's followers. like, um, well, they think I'm going to murder them. Benefits. They think I'm going to fucking murder them, a lot of them. Your Instagram. I think everyone's going to murder me. I, I thought that. There's people, no photos of you on your Instagram. Yeah, there is. It's just a little hidden. There's a, there's a picture of me as a goth kid. I was a, I was a teenage anarchist. No, but awesome. like, yeah. People have messaged me like, "Who is this person?" Really? Like, because oh, that's fun. They've no, they've messaged me like, "Who is this person?" I see that you're friends with them, and they added me, and they're like really creeped out. <laughs> they're that's like, fine. Who the fuck is this? That's person? okay. I'm an old timey internet artist from back when anybody cared about the internet. Nobody cares anymore because you got podcasting. Are you a millennial? Mm. You're Gen X, right? No, I'm not Gen X. I've been told um, geriatric millennials been used toward me, but I don't okay. like that because it. Didn't Wait, you're hating on millennials was... so hard as a millennial? Though? I don't think so, and I don't want to be included. And if it is you're possible, if it's possible that if you're 1980, you're a millennial. Listen to me. It's possible I am yeah. included in this cohort. Millennials are old, but I yes, but I do not want to be included. But yeah, I, this word didn't exist when I was a teenager, and therefore I do not understand, or at least I don't remember it, and therefore I do not understand why I could be called. Wait, this what? Thing. What were the hard hitting questions you had for us, though? I'm not hard hitting. It's just something you might not want to answer. Okay. Okay, let's ask. New me. York, New York politics. Governor's race is coming. Oh, we don't care about that. Do you, I don't I'm, follow that. I'm not. A, I'm not registered gone. to vote in New York. What I was gonna say about that was like, should that was my question? Should I give a shit about either of these people? You probably should, but. I'm not informed enough. Are you, is this is this election going to come and you guys are going to be on your fucking Instagrams telling me to vote for like the other guy or something? 
Are you gonna like not involved? I, or do, I didn't. I don't pay attention. Okay. Enough. You probably won't be involved. Well, let's skip this one. Fine. <laughs> Fine. My, the whole thing I was gonna say on here. Vote blue, no matter who. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm asking you if that's what you guys are about. I have oh. written on here Lee Zed Zedlin, who I do not like, and um, I was <laughs> looking at the uh, looking at it on the taxi over, thinking like, I don't like this person, but does it matter? Because I don't like anybody now. I mean, if, yeah, of course it matters. All right. I'm honestly, I think I look at the political party that's happening now, and I'm just wondering, like, should there be a giant fire? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not concerned. That's legitimate. No, I. That's a legitimate question. I'm trying to be honest when I ask political people, should I fucking care? Right. Because no, I that's feel like legitimate. we're in a moment where, like, I look at both sides, and I'm like running for my life. Um. What do you guys think of the Crumps thing downtown? <laughs> you want to start off? I'm not going to start off because I'm probably, you know, I don't think I don't think we're going to be on the I same side of this. I uh, actually, I like, still don't even understand the whole situation. I'm someone who's I'm skeptical, so I don't want to give an opinion until I, I the consume the media. The media that has been. I think the easiest way of putting it is that no one, no one has written well about the downtown scene. I think that's a really good. I want to go somewhere crazy with this, and and this is another one of the things where I don't want to talk about anybody personally. I actually invited him to appear here, and I'm not going to attempt to throw him under the bus or anything. Wait, is he going to come? He's expressed some kind of interest. He thinks that this is a hit job. He doesn't think it's a conversation. He thinks I'm going to jump out at him because I expressed some issues with what he had done, but it's not because I don't like him. As a matter of fact, let me say you this. should have invited him on this show. I I did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't no, invite. invited him to talk with us. That I right did here. in a way. Okay. I I explained who you. I I did in a way. Oh, okay. I pitched it to him without mentioning who you were. Oh, okay. Because I didn't want to do that. I told him um, somebody who writes theory will be there. It's a person who's politically on your side. Yeah, it's somebody yeah. who won't let you get, you know, because he was scared this is a Borat. He's going to get Boratted. But um, I want to bring up like, serious issues that I have with it because okay. he's a young person. That's the first reason we're not going to hit anybody on here because. Mike Crumps, how old is he? I don't know, but he's not. The name like Crumps, you'd think he'd be like 700 years old. Okay, so well, I don't think like he's that old. He, he sounds Gen X by his name. What, really? Yeah, he sounds like Oh, if you're Gen X, dude, come in here. We're boxing it out. Well, I don't want to hit him if he's a younger person because I don't think that's appropriate to hit a young journalist with such heavy shit. But um, I think that this is one of those cancel culture things. It fits into the box of cancel culture, but there's something else to it that makes me really angry, and it's the yelling... World War II titles at each other. You're a communist. You're a national socialist. You're a fascist. You're a Bolshevik. The World War II. We're titles. doing the World <laughs> War II stuff in this town, and it's it the other end of the ID poll. It cannot stop it. I love point. World War II, though. But 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 <laughs> let me ask you about some of this stuff because I feel I like I watch mm, World War II movies all the time. Actually, well, I feel like some of this stuff is its own kind of jump out. And by the way, jump out journalism has always been around. You you show up with a microphone, you tell people how you feel, and they don't want to fucking know about it. I love that. That's what Crumps is, jump out journalist. That's his. That's what he goes by. I, I think that, that the article. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I think that the article that he wrote is pretty jump outy. Oh, he went yeah, down yeah. to a theater somewhere where somebody was filming a movie, and he stood up and told everybody that they were, you know, the insulars or something. And I'm not. Um, he didn't invent jump out journalism. He didn't invent fucking our age or anything. But there's something going on there where 
we're using words that are loaded with uh, a violent connotation. Yeah, because totally. if you are a Confederate, Matt, or you are a Nazi right. or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a call to action. Do you agree that that if if I were to say this man is a Nazi, that's kind of a call to action. Like this person must stop speaking. He must not be associated with right. society. And we're doing this thing now, especially young people in journalism. Right. We're trying to make our name by showing up somewhere and calling everybody a Bolshevik. And what we're saying is, oh, I people, think we should talk about this with Crumps in the room. Okay, fine. <laughs> you don't want to. You really. You. I mean, because it's an issue, though. He wrote an article. I want to talk with Crumps about it. Okay, that's that's Get okay. Crumps. But he didn't talk to anybody before he published it. You know what I mean? And even though he's a younger person, this is one of those things where I thought we were kind of done with it. You should get Crumps in. All right, he's back. not good. Fine. You should Crumps. get back. Crumps, you see, he doesn't want to talk without you. That's fine. I just feel like we should be able to say that um, calls of violence are not okay and kids should stop doing that. Let's stop um, making our uh, well, reputations I feel like, off of I feel like we can't talk about this because we're so removed from it. Do you do this at all? Like, no. Do I you do like the thing that I'm accusing him of? Oh, no, no. I feel like Anna and I are I do it removed, sometimes, removed from that whole world. And I feel like there's it just goes back to this idea of the anti woke and woke thing where like people are just trying yeah. to they're they're really grasping for straws for this this idea of political relevancy. Like their yeah. their art or their That's article true. or any of these people have any kind of like actual political connotation is questionable. I don't see I, I like only we would see really, politics I, in the insults. I don't see politics in the presentation. I think sometimes we confuse the theater of politics for politics. Oh yeah, totally. People for people pretend that the fiction of this show, yeah, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> is exactly. is the reason to cancel it, right? Yeah, the yeah. fiction. Of, yes, yeah. Matt. The reason the fiction of the show is the reason to cancel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Mm. But I think that's why you should continue to wear the, the cowboy, cowboy hat. hat. <laughs> <laughs> you, I hope this you, show's been weird enough for you guys. If you leave here with this one thing, this hasn't been weird at all, honestly. What? It's been this way is normal the most than our show. Normal. God damn it! I'm this failing on every normal. front. I'm failing on the weird front. You're the odd couple. The... You're we're making. A, you're the normal person in this odd couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is what happened. I told you I was on your podcast. I don't even know why I would have interest in being on your podcast after having already appeared. Yeah, now exactly. on this yeah. podcast, you're on the neoliberal hell pod right now. You guys want, Welcome you guys to the neoliberal take, hell pod. We're just right? gonna we're just gonna release this as our own podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been recording this the whole time on my cell phone, Nathan. Um, <laughs> do either of you like to take this bottle of wine with you? Because I yeah, will not be we'll, drinking. We'll drink it, it on our next. Po- on yeah, our next pod. do it. Do drink this. Well, cheers later. to you. Yeah. It's for you. It's pretty cheap. Don't worry, I'm not giving you much. <laughs> um, we also want to give a call out to Avery Mason and Phil Hunt. For their their podcast they're on before us they do the but i don't know though podcast wvf <laughs> and they were really nice people and really funny and cool and they also live in harlem and crown heights new yorkers like Anna and i yeah you guys live in crown heights and harlem respectively so do they yeah. and they're really cool weird we're which vile. one lives near who who has who oh I'm, no uh so i'm in crown heights near avery yeah yeah no no phil Oh, no, 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 you're right. No, Phil, no, Phil is on Harlem. No, you're right. You. No, no, Phil lives in Harlem. I don't right. feel like you guys know these people at all anymore. Listen, <laughs> the like fact you... that I can remember both their names is pretty impressive. No, so. yeah. And Anna's a vegetarian, and she's... <laughs> Wait, I literally lied. No, <laughs> Listen, what I actually about, did try oxtail. What about these um, vegan milk-free I know, I want to try this Can you just take these, take these things with you? Um, you don't have to eat it here. You can't I, eat it my here. My entire... All of my... 
food consumption today has been like pastries. The um, napkins here were crumpled up oh and nobody wants. Oh my God, those wants... are so pretty. Yeah. I bought those for you. The That's beautiful. Hell. Everybody's going to be mad that you're on my show because my friends, um, my friends are diametrically opposed sometimes to leftism. Mm. But I want to let everybody know that you guys were awesome. You're really smart people. And um, I'm never going to the ballot box to vote for anybody but i'm still going to listen to you guys a little bit yeah no that's who we stand with we stand with the disenfranchised people who yeah aren't necessarily i'm not going part down of there. yeah i mean most people don't feel like they're they have do any agency in the world do you think that people <laughs> citizens of america should interact with the government on a voluntary basis at all ever or you think I it's mean, a bad idea no i think there's i mean obviously the people in power are always going to take advantage of everyone that doesn't also interact with power so it's a double-edged sword how do you feel about being surrounded by you know i you live in the city you told me you're from working class background i assume that you're surrounded by rich people 24 hours a day he does how does that columbia feel? how does that feel and you do attend columbia so how does that how does that feel you want to give me a short thing because i feel like i'm below working class and life <laughs> here is sometimes a nightmare with these rich people yeah i mean I uh, I mean you feel I, like you're below working class in this podcasting studio. No, I said I <laughs> I'm from below working. Oh, class. you're from below. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm not. We're my family was the, not working class. We're all we were part disrupted of the Patreon class. Huh? Yes. Never forget that we're all part of the Patreon class. Yes. I mean, mm -hmm. um, I wish I had some living relatives because they would be the ones buying this stupid thing. Right. Like your <laughs> exactly. mom and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like... What, is there any daily challenges to it? I'm asking you because I'm already thinking about my own. I mean, there's this one, I, like, thinking about, like, going to school. It's funny. There, I have a, a, quote, Marxist professor who, first of all, when I asked him about, like, this kind of, like, extracurricular project, he said, um, only students can... Uh, he, like, didn't think I would be a student. Like, there was, like, some weird thing where, like... I don't seem like a student, and for whatever reason. He mistaked you for a TA in the room? I don't know. Maybe. I oh, don't know. Okay. I have no idea. It was a weird... Okay. But then he's very... Like, like I don't know. Like, Columbia, I think, is a good case because, like, a lot of these people have worked at, like... Like, this professor, for instance, like, worked at Twitter and Google and Facebook and um, also said they worked at the FBI at some point. Um, oh, good. Can I get their phone number? They should come hang out with me. I don't have enough fucking spooks mm -hmm. and traitors around me. Yeah, basically. And uh, yeah, I mean, they know what what they were doing was they they have studied uh, like social media analysis in terms of like focusing on extremism. OK. And I think what they thought was that sounds like a hit job. I think they, they say these things all the time, like, oh, I can identify based on how you look and dress and how you speak in the class, what, what kind of person you are. Oh, shit. And I think they thought that I was a political extremist. <laughs> and they, me, and they were the right. <laughs> yeah, they were right. You're wearing the wrong shirt, and they were right. <laughs> um, Is that, so you're saying you're identified, you were identified in that moment by your middle class background. and No, middle class, no. I don't have a middle class or, background. Or something. I mean, no, not middle class, working I'm class. I'm below working class. I'm sorry, working class. Yeah. You were, you were identified class. in that moment as working class, <laughs> even if they didn't know they were doing that. I grew up in the projects, doing. so I don't think I'm working class even. Uh -huh. Well, that's I don't like, know. Yeah, that's If you like grew up in the projects, poor. you're not working class. Yeah, working poor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I grew up in a similar situation in South Florida in 1992, Cracktown, baby. Oh, I mean, I was born in Fort Lauderdale. What? Yeah. We're falling in love here right now. <laughs> you know, Matt, I'm actually really enjoying talking. <laughs> um, I know I play the idiot on this show, but I'm having fun. <laughs> so you're from Fort Lauderdale. What are we talking about here? Los Olas? We're not talking about Lauderdale. I, I lived most of my life in Normal, Illinois, but I, I was born in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah, my dad and mom lived in a trailer park in West Palm Beach near Fort Lauderdale. I'm from Palm Beach County, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and then my mom moved into the projects in Normal, Illinois, yeah. which was um, home to a lot of people that formerly lived in the projects where Candyman was shot. I don't oh, know if you know that. Movie. I don't, but it sounds fun. I know. Oh, Candyman, the horror film. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> the horror film. Yeah, yeah. You know hey, what I'm I got, talking I got, about. I got some time over. He knows what I'm I got some time about. over the, the time. The producer right? knows what I'm talking about. I don't really know where I end, so you might have to wave at me. I forgot what time we started. Oh, can we get a photo too? One twenty-three right now. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What one twenty-three? Like the hour twenty-three minutes. Like that's oh. Oh, I got I got a bunch of time left. Yeah, for sure. I have a bunch of personal issues I could <laughs> throw out here. Um, what, I'm gonna I'm use the bathroom. Yes, I please. I have to use the bathroom again too. The both of you should leave so I can rant endlessly into this microphone. <laughs> Are you guys splitting? No, no. I'm no, just no, kidding, no, Matt. No, no, no. <laughs> what if they don't come back? <laughs> um, you know, the there are two bad things that could happen here. One, they just leave. Two, they're doing recreational drugs without me. Could you imagine if there's a recreational thing going on without me? How burned will I feel by that? That's very realistic. There's the, we are talking about entertainment backgrounds, entertainment people. So there's very possible meeting going on. Extracurricular. I think there is. <laughs> I think there is. Oh, my, you know what my audience loves is big blank spots right at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Both the guests get out and leave, yeah. and they're just left with me again. Yeah. And they're thinking to themselves, oh, should I hang on for the next 30 minutes? It's pretty coincidental, man. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know, man. There are no mistakes in life. <laughs> Cool. Hey, dude, nobody offered you any wine here. Would you like some red wine? Man, I had some. Yeah, I would. I don't know where the really? is I had. Yes, dude, I got little red. tiny cups over here. Let's do I it. I got the whole goddamn thing. Let's do it. Mixing wine with soda is crazy. Okay, so this Coke, I don't know if you're in here when I said this before, but this Coca-Cola thing is something I learned from, like, mainland Spanish people, like from Spain. Okay. I don't know if it's done in South America because I've never been there, but a lot of the... I want to say street use in mm-hmm. Spain. Mm-hmm. They'd get this blended red wine and they mix it with Coca-Cola on the street. And I swear to God, in Spain, if you see a Coca-Cola, which is kind of weird, mm-hmm. they're mixing it with red wine. That's crazy. It's pretty fun, man. I, I don't know. Sounds like you would have a great night off of Coca-Cola and wine. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like uh, the Diabetes Association right now is writing my phone number For down. sure. They're going to call sure. me up real soon. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Why don't you drink candy? Why don't I drink candy? No, why don't I? You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Right now, the wine people are like, oh, that's real cool. (laughs) Like, what if I said the name of this wine? They'd be so pissed off. Yeah, (laughs) the enthusiasts. Yeah, the sommeliers of the world. That is not a sponsor that you could keep. (laughs) Yikes, man. Oh. I need to be drinking this while with a woman attending a concert. Yeah, totally. After leaving a restaurant. I'm going to give you the red wine. Okay. Oh man. All I'm right. Let you God bless. Decide if you would like a splash of Coca-Cola in there. No, I'm definitely not gonna do the Coca-Cola. Hey, for you're sure. not doing. No, 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 no. That's not true. You're not doing it now. Oh no. Nah, but not. later, there's gonna be a time. You could be in like somebody's weird kitchen, like in Crown Heights or something, and you're gonna be standing around. There's gonna be some wine bottles and some beverages, and you're gonna go for it. You know, I guess I can't say I won't do it because if it was like Crown and Coke, then I would. You could do a modification, man. Right, but you know something I mean? about wine. Is no, like, I'm doing the wine. Oh, yeah. The wine, and nobody's gonna try it with me. It's like wine and soda. It just ain't so 
Satanic. Um, you know, it would be a good bit if I went to a local New York City bar and tried to get people to drink this. <laughs> and they would. That's Not very, nobody's going to drink it. Nah, New Yorkers would definitely do this. Hey, sure. man. Hey, man. When this broad comes back in here, then I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we just leave these guys in here by themselves. <laughs> and I'll be right back. I'll be like, and now it's time to check your email. <laughs> just fucking leave. Check your text messages. You know, uh, a lot of these were an hour long. Yeah. They were not um, two hours like this one. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, I gave you two hours because you guys are just cool and you were nice to me. Matt, you don't realize, but I was having a hard week and you were, um, it's not that you were nice to me, it's that you responded to me in a rational, normal manner. <laughs> I'm serious. You don't realize how on, on the internet that that's not happening that much, where right. somebody is just rational with you. Right. And you didn't. You weren't nice. Like you weren't like sugary with me or anything. Right. But you responded in some kind of normal manner. And then you also were were you you brought you brought some rationalizations in for me that I appreciated. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, when I'm involved in like a two party situation, where I don't want to take any sides, and I don't. I know to... you've done that twice so far in this I podcast. Involved. You're a very diplomatic guy. Is, <laughs> is there? Um, I think that working class and whatever I am, and middle, I, and middle child. Oh, and middle child. I'm a middle I, child. I think that there's a lot of conscientiousness involved. Yeah. Do you you ever feel like um, maybe some of the upper classes don't have as much conscientiousness as working class kids? I mean, it can be either. They're more institutionalized, so they yeah they kind of they may not want to take your side. Because let, let me let me tell you what I mean by conscientiousness. The moment that somebody kind of altered me in your schedule for this, I contacted you, even though. At the moment, I thought it was probably a mistake. Like, why am I bothering Matthew? I could just get another co-host. What does he care? Somebody else will be here. What's the difference? But I have this conscientiousness. I needed to tell you every detail of what had changed because you're involved in this. And then, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Is that yeah, it's a but weird I thing? I didn't but... really care. You know, <laughs> <laughs> not really that invested in your stupid fucking podcast, I bro. Mean... <laughs> I, was not, I thought about this for zero <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I didn't really care. It was just like whatever. Like everyone has to do their thing, you know. I'm just trying to like be everyone's friend, you know. Yeah. Matthew will literally talk to anyone online, so yeah, don't yeah. don't feel flattered. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, because I was. But the same thing goes at a party. I'll literally talk to anyone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'm at a party, I feel comfortable. With I have I have sections of people of, I run away from. It's not just comedians. I'll I'll move away from a stand. You know, like I don't have like normal social anxiety like a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Like I am a social setting and I will literally talk to everyone. Because so you're technically a millennial, but you're not hobbled by anxiety. No. Controls strangers. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. We yeah. We Anna has a lot of experience with that. Yeah. I mean. One of our most famous uh, encounters of this trip we went on last year was I thought I was in control of the situation, but I don't know who was in control of the whole situation. But we basically went up when we When we decided to start our podcast. <laughs> did you do it because you were trapped somewhere together? We had a no. We got a divine message from we God. Actually, yeah, yeah, we did. That's we how did. I feel about this. We were podcast. staying on a horse farm in Woodstock, uh, New York, upstate, and right. we... We're going up to see these caverns, like these caves. All right. And um, 
we like pulled got some mushroom gels or mushroom gummies in on this trip at all or anything like that did we and i i was you were you were driving so you were <laughs> you were sober but this this trip i was definitely completely sober but right. it yeah. felt like i was it on still something. sounds fun no go ahead it, it definitely still felt like um, something yeah Felt like something was going on. Something was in the air. Yeah, we pu- we were trying to see these caverns. We pulled into this parking lot with all of these like huge like weird painted billboards that like looked like the um like the like funhouse theme park in the movie Us, like the Jordan Peele film. It was like creepy like uh, funhouse energy with these giant billboards. And um, we were trying to go to these caverns. There's all these billboards. We pull into this small lot, and there's, like, a gate closed. And there's a car right next to ours, and it's just sitting there, and it's on. And there's an old man in this car. And um, we roll down the windows in the car we were renting. That was, like, a manual, like, rolling down the yeah. r- rolling down the windows. And Matthew starts talking to this um like really old man total stranger yeah total stranger who's like just parked here he's just sitting there and we're like hey are the caverns open and matthew's also saying this in like a really bad british accent because matthew (laughs) matthew is matthew's accents are really something else Um, all right you're testing it out on the stranger that's fine yeah yeah. no he doesn't well he's like senile and probably can't even hear so it i definitely worked you remember what i said though because like part of like what i was saying was really important though too what were you saying it was something like Hello, sire. We are here to free ourselves into the caverns of our humanity. (laughs) We're going spelunking for our own souls, sir. Do you know where we can free ourselves in these holes here? And this old man goes, oh, these are closed. Follow me. And he, like, pulls (laughs) out of the lot. Yeah, he's just like, wait. But come with me. Yes, he's, he's, like, pulled into this lot. But he's like just sitting there like the only car and he's like, follow me. So we pull out and we're following down this winding road like through the hills. Going like how fast? Like literally like 10 miles an hour because this man is fucking senile. Because he's he's like a retired dude. Yeah, he's like he has like the big. He's like like, way past retirement. We wouldn't refer to him as retirement. He's like pre-death. Yeah, like this guy's like like, free death. The next stage of his life is enlightenment. We pull into he He pulls into a driveway. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking. Yeah. Um, Literally, I've never driven so slow. Yeah, it looks like there's gonna be like a jump scare. It looked like that YouTube video of like the hills where like the the like scary face pops out at you. Like we were just like, Anna's like I'm so freaked out right now. Yeah, I'm like what? I'm this like is this the is the creepiest thing. Yeah, I've ever our, done. we were with my friend, um, our friend Farah, who was like, the, what is she, she? This is an old god. Oh yeah, she's like this man is an old god. That's what she kept saying. She's saying like that he's an old god, and Anna's like I'm literally I've literally never been this scared. Of I'm that. I'm like this man is going to hack <laughs> us up. And we pull into this, this driveway, and it's like a house, but they have another one of those billboards. That's Enough, all weird. Literally, it's the same. Like scene. when they they paint an advertisement on their own barn. What do you mean? No, no it's, it's like, like the same billboard. billboards as the caverns, but oh. we're at a house now, and oh, they're weird. weird. Like, like they're all chipped <laughs> off. They look like a fun house like yeah. thing. And we're pulled into this house, and then the man gets out, and Matthew gets out, and I'm like, Matthew, what are you doing? Oh yeah, weird. He's gonna kill you, and <laughs> Goodbye, I, liter- I literally, lo- I locked the door. Matthew's out of the car. I'm like, I'm sorry. He was ready for me to get. It's like you're out. in my childhood neighborhood. You looked outside and you just clicked. Yeah, I'm like, you clicked click. it. And um, Matthew's talking to him, and he's, and the man's like, 
who are you? Because within the, <laughs> within the 10 minutes that we drove and followed like, him. You have to get out of here right no, now. No, get stop. off my property. Yeah, like he stop. literally forgot who we were. Stop. Really? Yes. He's like, get out oh, yeah. of here right oh, yeah. while now. We, while we were at the place, he's like, he's like, you have to meet my son. And that's what he was saying, right? He's like, my son will, will bring you to the cavern. He told us in the very beginning that his son was going to show. And I was like, where's your son? He's like, you do not know about my son. And I, literally, keep in mind that Anna thinks he's gonna kill me and he looks so pissed yeah he's, matthew's like walking to the back by this barn i'm like matthew's about to get chopped up don't worry anna i'm just going behind the barn with the crazy guy i'll this be right back senile old man um who is definitely an old god like farah said and so he brings out this axe matthew came back okay. to the car and we I, I got, sped I away got scared really quickly you went back there you realized I, he was making no sense but i think that he implanted something in us because right okay. after that i was like we need to start a podcast <laughs> that's really funny did you say it as you guys were driving away and the old guy's chasing your car and you're driving away in the dark and he's like Get no like my my eyes like rolled back into my head and it was yeah. all just like white and i was like we need to start a podcast but also anna said something about like how we are the npc film festival and like how everyone there seemed like they were like the they would be like the people that no one would fuck with they're like the most troll like the biggest trolls, right? But I'm there literally trolling everyone. And Anna's like, <laughs> there's so many levels of irony here. I don't know. I, he, yeah, the I like remember like locking eyes with Matthew at the NPCC Film Festival because that's where we I were should met. have gone because um, I remember when it happened and I just didn't go because I knew it was going to be a, I knew it was going to be a little freak happening. Yeah, and I totally like was like, this guy is so strange. <laughs> this weird. I was like totally like put off, like like not put off, but like confused. I can I have a really good read of other people, and I was so confused at what was like being brought to me right now. I had now. a similar experience, but it felt what... it felt visceral. Like it's something to remember. It's I should have like... gone to that. I had a similar experience of what happened to you at the caverns at the Faulkner House in Mississippi. We went there and it had clo I think it closes at sundown and there was a car running outside. I think it was probably the caretaker or something. I think I just missed the gate locking because how do you time your road trip through rural Mississippi? And it's right. not easy. And he lives uh his house is just south of the University of Mississippi. So I went we we got we finally get there and there's this car just running there and I see that it's the gates locked and I say to my of course I say to the person in the car, let's go in anyway. There's a long driveway to a big house. I'm like, ah, let's just jump it and go up to the house or something. But there's a car there. So I rolled down my window, similar to what you guys did. But this person, he rolled his window down, and he just looked at me and yelled. It was a little distance. And in that Mississippi draw, yelled, closed. <laughs> and I did not follow this person. I just went That's home. That's the normal thing, though. Yeah, but I have another one that your story reminded me of. When the Epstein thing went down, I was in West Palm Beach, Florida. So I decided to drive over to the old mansion on Palm Beach as this stuff was happening. And there was a the test. old ma mansion. Whose mansion was it? Well, I don't was, know it, it's a was mansion, it the Epstein? But it's yeah. Epstein's own house. And it was Whoa. on Palm Beach Island. That was oh, the really? Palm the one Beach one where he had all the high school girls going yeah. to, to give he him also, It's the one where a lot of the paintings come from that you see. Wait, so like most of them were like kind of like recruited at this mansion? Yeah, this was the biggest. Like the like, do you remember? I mean, one. you have connections to West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, I don't anymore. I oh, mean, okay. like I was only So a lot of those girls like, came from uh, high schools that were just a little outside of the city, like Royal Palm Beach High. 
which is slightly very less. disenfranchised. Yeah, there was a girl. It was a trailer park girl. That yeah, was jog or something. I think that they'd pay them like. So I go over there the as dollars. the stuff's breaking like, because oh. I I thought I thought here's another place where I'll jump the fence. This is gonna be awesome. So we go over to Palm Beach. Did you actually dr- jump the fence? Well, I'll tell you, we, he lives at the end of a street. I'm not gonna say the street. Wait, was this? This was during the trials. You said this is immediately after he was was arrested before what? he died. Bef- wait, the first time he was arrested? When no, he- second okay. time. Second time. So the more recent time, right before he ended wait, up. The first time he was arrested. He went. Boy, yeah, he served ahead. time. He served in a Florida. little. Yeah, but you know what they for, took him for soliciting a minor, minor for um, sex work or whatever. But they put him in the stockade, and he and in the stockade out there at the fairgrounds, which is something that's supposed to be for working people. You get sent to jail, but the offense isn't that bad, so they let you out to work. Yeah, and that's how stockade works. Well, they let the rich guy go out to stockade. That's not who it's really for. And then oh. he's allowed to work. He's, he's like, allowed to he leave all like, day. Yeah, he literally yeah. left. He just slept there. Like you he can left imagine for the day. Not to be a cynic again, but you can imagine that sometimes he was just written down. He probably didn't sleep there because yeah. he's a rich person. But uh, at any rate, right. yeah. I'm talking about the next time when he was arrested again, and they ended up obviously that was in killed. That was again. in New York, though. He was true in- enough. So he was arrested in another state, but I heard the news while I was in Florida. Mm-hmm. So I went over to his mansion because were you living there at the time? Or? No, no, I've been living here for a, a really long time. I moved here in 2009. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm an old New York City character. Um, I used to. Yeah, 2009. I was part of Occupy Wall Street. I was a minor character there. I was mm. part of Occupy. As really? Well. Not New York, but I was part of the second longest student-run Occupy. Oh, okay. Awesome. NYU. Awesome. In normal Illinois, I was the second person to start it. Oh, that's way cool. Yeah, so... Um, Not as cool as Occupy New York, obviously. I have a lot of Wall stories. I met a lot of people during then, and I also... Um, my internet culture work began shortly after Occupy. <laughs> Epstein gets arrested for the second time. I was at Epstein's mansion the second time he went to jail. He got to jail in here in New York, but I was on vacation in Florida because I'm from there. Did he have guards there? Yes, that's what the story's about. So okay, let's I go to the okay, end yeah, of yeah. the street where he lives. I think he's the second to last house. It might be the last house. Little, what we call a little mini mega mansion, right? It's a mini mega mansion. And um, there was a running Tesla in front of it. And when I got to the end of the street with a companion, the Tesla started being aggressive, like flashing their lights and hitting their horn and stuff. And it was the weirdest, one of the weirdest, spookiest things that's ever happened to me. So we sat there for a second. I'm in front of Epstein's gate looking at the house. And right in front of me at the dead end, but facing me is a Tesla flipping out. He's hitting his lights. He's hitting the horn. That's like the gayest security technique ever. Yeah, he should have gotten out, right? But if Ooh, he would have gotten so out. I'm so scared. But, but I take my camera out. I'm taking my camera out. I'm like, I hope this guy gets out. Like, who the hell is it? He's going to be like a metrosexual man wearing H&M. So I ran away. Like, <laughs> I, wor- I ran away like a spineless baby. Because uh, it's Palm Beach Island. It's a Tesla horn. You can program it to say anything. Yeah. I ran away like a, like a feckless child. But um, I wish I would have jumped the fence, but I didn't. Later on, I read in the news. I want to go to the island so bad. Which island? Little St. James. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need to step foot on that. Everyone loves St. James Island. Anyways. 
No, I also like islands, and I like island stuff. And if that guy ever invited me to his island, I probably would have said yes, because at the time I wouldn't have known what was going on. And then when I got there, I probably would have ignored what was happening, because rich people have young women around <clears throat> all the time. And so, frankly, I've been at New York City parties where I was like, you've hey, really, is anybody really here? you outed yourself way more than you should. I don't give a shit. This is what the <laughs> truth is. The truth is, I go to shit in New York City where, like, everyone's older than me except the girls. Dude, I'm just saying. You, you should know, like just things say, happen and say things happen with these rich people, bro. All you should have said is that I've seen eyes wide shut. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, that's what's going on over there. But tell us the rest of your story. That's it. I ran away. No, you ran because of the Tesla. Yeah. Oh you my got god! Scared you, off by a Tesla. You literally yeah. have no clout. You I know. You that literally Tesla. have no clout. Like, oh my god! You might as well be gay because that the is other like person, not <laughs> scary at all. The other person in the car said the same thing. I was like, I'm gonna get out and jump the fence, but this Tesla scared me. And they're like, why? Well, I'm just I don't know. I'm a fucking scared person, I guess. Just admit that you're never gonna jump the fence. I, no. You well, can't I say a, you were wait, ever gonna wait, jump Matt, the fence if you wait, get scared Matt, away. Matt Donovan. <laughs> wait, Matt Donovan. I have a Matthew J. Donovan. <laughs> I, have a search, I have a searchable criminal history. You have a searchable criminal history. You've stolen yeah. from the general Dollar General. What's your I have a um, searchable criminal history that would prove that probably, if you attach that to my character, that maybe I was going to jump the fence. Okay. I mean, I would actually. Little pushback on the facts, baby. There's something, there are stuff in my past, maybe somebody might yeah, say. Yeah, but your past, meant, your past meant nothing if you got scared away by a Tesla. <laughs> by a Tesla. It was training me for nothing. <laughs> I'm for fucking cracked out. I got scared by a rich man's toy. How about that? How you like that shit? <laughs> it shows how little your, your past. <laughs> <laughs> this is the funnest podcast in history. <laughs> You're not this hard. This is to, my fifth glass of of you are Coca Cola. Not, it just shows. What am I? Hey, what am I at? What am I at right now? <laughs> I, you're not. I just gotta say, yes, Matt. I'm the only one that's gonna tell you this. On the <laughs> but you're not hard at all. Yeah, you're I know. Literally not hard at all. I know. You know what? I've moved to New York City, and I've, you really need to keep that 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 cowboy hat on so I've, that people I, think you're a little hard. No, listen yeah. to this. You listen, need a gold chain. I'm not hard. Let me listen. You need a gold chain. There's lots of fakes. I am. I just on the way here, I passed like ten fake gold chain places. What's wrong with that? Nothing. No, no, no people afford you gold. Need, no, you need a gold chain as well. Okay, I'll and wear you, whatever you want me to. You need baby. a fake Rolex. You need um, you need to look way harder. Look, listen, for the listen, <laughs> listen. You know why I'm not hard? Because I have reformed and I found the Lord. And you I mean Viagra? Nobody, no. Okay, go ahead. Have you ever taken one? Have I ever taken a Viagra? Have no. Ever taken any kind of sexual stimulant in that manner? No, but I heard it's great. only ketamine. I. Okay. Is, I, wait, is ketamine a sexual stimulant? No, not for me. <laughs> um, not even the aerosol. Um, no, I was at this party with a bunch of, and they're all giving away Viagra. That's gross. <laughs> I took one once. Wait, and you said that's huge, gross. I, yeah, I took one once. It was it, 10 a.m. They're all from Germany, and we were all still partying. That makes sense. And they no, they literally were given away Adderall and Viagra together. I also don't do Adderall. God, that's a combo. no, but that's no. The new club drug. I don't is, fucking do Adderall, and you know why? Because it makes everybody's personality the same. There's an Adderall personality, and I think we all know what I'm talking about. I don't like that shit. I d I've never heard of this. You've never me heard neither. of that? Oh, let me tell you. People who take Adderall don't know this, but when they call you on the phone, they all sound the same when they're on it, dude. A lot of people, especially, let me point out who I'm talking about. Those who probably don't have a prescription by their doctor. Maybe if you do, you maybe you're doctor shopping a little. But there's a lot of people out there taking Adderall. Mm, no doctor really wants you to be doing that. And there's a reason, because when you call me on the phone... You sound like crazy people. You're on Adderall. Wait, you're are like you talking way about Drake? up here. You're eight. Is this nine, about Drake? Huh? This, is this about Drake? No. 
When you call what me about on Jake? the cell phone. Oh, hey, yeah, hey. Oh, I got <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not a huge Drake fan. Um, Wait, but who are you talking about when you call me on the cell phone? You want me to out who I'm talking about? What do people about on Adderall sound yeah, like on the phone? What are people? What? Okay, I don't know if anybody's getting personally offended by this comment, but what people <laughs> sound like when they're taking Adderall is that it's called it's called an Adderall conversation, and people are just more intense than what needs to be. So, like, yeah. let's say you have restaurant reservations, plans to go to the bar with your friends. Well, the one that calls you on Adderall. They're extremely worried about everything. The train's not running on time. They got a lot of problems, and you have to hang up on them because they're just telling you stuff. They're telling you stuff. You're trying to put the phone down. They're talking, 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 talking. Go ahead, Drake. <laughs> you realize that you can't do that, Matt. What? You can't. You can't read the uh, copyrighted material into the microphone. We'll slow it down. No, Whatever. you can't. No, we play songs on our podcast all the time. You're intentionally syncing my podcast. Oh no, no, we you literally. Got, did you go to the bathroom and plan to play recorded material? Uh, no, no, we material? literally play recorded material on our copyright copyrighted material. No, yeah, you they don't do play, shit for podcasts. You can like playlists. What? They don't do shit for podcasts. They don't. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. You're, you're intentionally um, doing something weird with me. This is a troll. You're trolling me. No, we're not. You came down to this podcast to ruin my <laughs> we podcast. We came here to episode. play Drake. I've been so nice to you. And what happened was I said the phrase frog Bro, Twitter. You guys, you I guys... said frog Twitter and you're butt puckered. And now you're trying to ruin this podcast with uh, copywritten material. Is that true? Just speed it up and have it like chipmunk version. Of... Yeah, chipmunk. <laughs> no, literally we... He must be aware that he can't play his copyrighted material. No, we literally play copyrighted material. But I'm scared. I just told you the Tesla story. I'm scared out of my mind. The authorities are coming for me. You are part of the paranoid. You're paranoid. Schizo. You're being yes, paranoid right yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. I'm ruled by aesthetic judgments. I have bro. Param- paranoid bro, uh, problems. Dude, dude, you be you got to be paranoid post production. You can't be. <laughs> you can't yeah, be paranoid. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah. when you remember all the you, awful. Yeah, you yeah. had the control. Look, listen, I hope you, you enjoyed this podcast. You ruined it by playing copyrighted material. Bro, bro, listen, listen. Let's let's hear we the facts. Cut out all the fun stuff. Now we were laughing. I'm gonna teach like you children. We were having fun. I'm gonna teach you one huge uh, pandemic fact here. Okay. Not pandemic. I do sorry. need to be taught. My audience. No, this taught. is the podcast fact here. You can edit everything after this. No, I don't like it. We're just it. recording. Uh, but I don't like it. So we're I just. See, there's wanna, no wanna, edits then. I would like there to not be. I have done it in the past because I made mistakes. But I say too many slurs for no, no li- slurs are fine. I'm publishing no, we literally, <laughs> we literally open our podcast slurs. with copyrighted material every single time. But I'm scared out of my mind that the authorities are coming for me day and night. Well, that's fine, but that doesn't match reality. You say I'm safe. You're fine. You, oh, okay. Literally, this is a safe pu- space. Well, you know, if Matthew Donovan says you're safe, this is a rational guy. He's looking out for you. No, no, literally. He we, would never play copywritten material on your motherfucking podcast. I don't. He hasn't people. even launched yet. You're gonna scuttle something beautiful before it's even born. <laughs> Who cares? What's the difference? You're outing yourself right now. I'm not pretty me. sure you can play like at least. Anytime you say seconds. copyrighted material on your Anything. podcast, no, I know. I'm often very against that kind of thing. But the Google spiders have just inculcated <laughs> you, bro. You never say copyrighted material on your podcast. I'm to you about something like that oh fuck bro you don't say copyrighted material on your podcast i wanted to tell you guys when we were yeah you need to believe you need to to cut that oh what really yeah no they're gonna know right away you have to cut that part now no you're you're messing with my paranoia delusion no no this is real (laughs) 
This is real, I'm bro. In, I don't know what's real right now. Okay, bro. I'm lost in a bro. What do we got? Ten minutes? Not even. It doesn't matter, bro. I need to tell you one more thing. Okay, what happens okay. Never say copyrighted material in podcasts. Okay. 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 Never say FBI. Never we did say it. CIA. No, no, no. Because they have they have sound spiders that search every single podcast <laughs> for these terms. Cut all of those out. I'm not even this crazy, man. Jihad, bro. <laughs> Matthew, ISIS. Let me bro. ask you a question. I get when emails. Do you get, when, bro, I get emails from the FBI, when, CIA. All well, the let time. me ask you a question. This is a real question because it's going to happen. No, no. It's going to happen to you. Seriously. When's I the get first calls time they the try FBI. to set you up, Matt? Bro, I get calls from the FBI all the time. <laughs> I can't even tell if he's bluffing. Of now. course he's bluffing. He, <laughs> I, he's decided. I think you're going to be able to find the timestamp where Matthew decided that this podcast was over. And now he said, you want to bore at me? I'm going to bore at you yeah, on yeah, your yeah. own podcast. Nobody's boring anybody here. <laughs> God damn it. This is a serious podcast about New York City personalities. Matthew's one of them. He'll ruin your podcast. You should have him on anyway, because there's something playful and nice about Matthew, even though he's obviously trolling me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're having a lot of fun. <laughs> Holy shit. This is gonna appear. You know what? When Drake comes to town, I hope but your name's on that goddamn seriously, letter. Seriously, you need to but for real, let's be <laughs> for real. real like, you for need real. you need to cut out the, the copyright material words right. out of your podcast because that is yeah. how you make yourself susceptible. I feel like a targeted individual. Is anyway. that true? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's totally true. That's totally true. I don't believe a word of it. <laughs> you know, I don't believe a word because you went from they don't care about this copyright material to they're watching us 24 hours a day. They are watching us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have um, to realize they're watching Have us. you ever talked to a member of the FBI? Um, yeah, of course. No, I mean knowingly. No, I'm not, knowingly, like, of Are you going to tell any more real stories no. today, Matthew? Yeah, yeah, of course I've talked um, about that. I had a guy flash a badge at me once when I worked at a massage parlor. And I walked outside of the massage Happy parlor. endings? Was uh, it was a full-blown whorehouse, if you want to know the truth. But it purported, <laughs> it purported uh, happy endings, but it, there was full service going on, which is what we call it. Not yeah. my fault, by the way, law enforcement. <laughs> I just worked there. But I walked outside one time because one of the jobs of a manager at a place like that is to watch the creepy dudes who are probably waiting around outside for people who work there, the girls. You, was it like a buffet situation for you? <laughs> and I went outside. I'm not going <laughs> to insult any of the people. Was it all you could eat? I'm not going to insult the people who work there. At all. Okay. Are you this a bisexual? This is about the authority. Man? Are you bisexual? Man? I could be convinced. Okay. Um, <laughs> I went outside because there were some creepy dudes. I can be convinced is the best answer. That is literally, the, literally best the best answer. answer. Well, it's one of the only times you've honestly laughed during this fucking podcast. So thanks for that. Um, but I went out. I went outside to some creepy gentlemen that were in a car. And at the time, I thought this was my job. It's a really stupid thing to do. If you work at a place like this and they're asking you to go patrol the parking lot, that's illegal, and you shouldn't go out there. Mm -hmm. But um, I did do it. I went outside. There were some shady guys in a fucking like, <laughs> like uh, almost like a Caprice classic, like it's a '90s cop movie. And I stuck my head in the window and I said, "Can I help you guys?" And the guy took a badge out from his pocket and he opened it up and it said FBI, really big, like a movie. And oh, he said, yeah. "He said my name." He said, no, Nathan, we're fine. And, <laughs> no. and I was like, that is the only interaction I've ever had with an FBI agent. Do you know why they say that to you? Though? Well, I, I found out later what, why they were there. There was a court case in West Palm Beach. It ended up having to do with a councilman and the lady who owned the massage parlor. And you can, it's, a, it's an article from the Palm Beach Post we could find. But Nathan, so they were there to talk to somebody else. They you by knowing everything. Yeah, yeah. Everyone that is. that's involved. Journalists do the same thing. 
Journalists do the cop thing where they it's would call. It's not the same, though. It's not the same. It's a threat. Well, it's a journalists, threat journalists don't usually know as much information. Uh, I've had journalists call me and read my name and address out before they started speaking. Just yeah, like a proof. Yeah, but that's There's not no teeth Has that ever happened to you guys yet? Yeah, that's happened. I mean, it's happened to me where a journalist calls me and knows my name. I've had a journalist call me and say, this is so-and-so from the New York Times. You live uh, you live in Bushwick, right? And you're friends with these people? Oh, also this oh, is Oh, yeah, 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 that kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've had people, deal. and you know, you don't know if they're really from the New York Times because a lot of those people are freelance and they're just kind of saying it. Um, but uh, No, but that's different. Like the FBI. You know what's hilarious about this conversation? You're making fun of my paranoid schizo delusion. The truth is it's well-earned. Oh no, I'm not paranoid. I've been, schizophrenia I've is been the down there, reaction baby. to the conditions we live in. No, Thank no, you, schizophrenia Anna? is the normal state of, of life. Yeah. Like, if I'm you, I'm why totally are you making schizo. fun of me? So I'm not making fun of you. I'm. If I had a mental disorder that involved paranoia, how un, how unnice are you being? No, I'm saying you you address the paranoia the in post production. Yes, that's true. You never you never say the thing you're supposed to allude to schizo. Uh, Frenia, you're not supposed to say it. Can you do me a favor uh, over there in the production area? Can you just cut this fucking podcast off when my time hits? I don't want to. I don't want to end it in any normal way. I just want you to fucking hit the button when the time hits. I'm serious about three minutes. Three minutes? I gotta go to the bathroom. Do 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 do. Okay, so. Great fucking podcast. <laughs> it's been the best podcast we've ever done. Today. I want to thank you for coming. Yeah, we're, we're, thank we're, you. Very, we're very professional here. I want to thank you for your DMs and how nice all that stuff was. Oh, of course. You're a professional person, man. Thank you very much. Great. If you're thank Matt's you. friend, you're probably a good person. I hope um, we come back on the pod again, both of you. Who knows? Oh, After yeah. it's boring, I'll start re- getting people for a second time. I'm going to go to the bathroom really quick, too. No, you don't, you don't even have to come back. Who cares anymore? It's over. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm dude, good. go. Run. Run like, play like children.